I kind of wore it because I was thinking, like, you know, oh boy. the, uh, <clears throat> well, I guess I can wait. Are we recording? Don't worry about it if we're recording or not. Well, <laughs> okay, so the bush light. I was really interested in this because bush light's kind of the Iowa State beer. Like, yeah, you, okay. grow up, you grow up in Iowa, you drink bush light. One of my favorite beers of all time. Really? If I'm going to pick, like, a domestic light beer, like Bush Light would be it. Huh. But with this whole Anheuser-Busch controversy, I, know. Um, I haven't heard much out of Iowa. People, like, I don't think they're going to give up their Bush Light. Sure. <laughs> Maybe they'll just say no more Bud Light because that was the actual yeah. can that was used in the Yeah. I mean, I deal. I still am drinking my Mick Ultra. So. But they, they did say, like, different things I've heard. They've lost tons of sales. Like, the stuff's not coming off the shelves like it was, like, down... 17%, which is crazy because they were like up 17% or something. So it was a huge fluctuation in sales. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, there was a guy early on that was like stocking shelves and he was like, I'm our main like distributor or whatever. Our distributorship's main like thing is Anheuser Bush. And he's like, oh, look at. Coors is need stocking. This needs stocking. He's like, oh look over here, it's full. He's Tan- like tangent of that. I saw a meme. That said, Thanks a lot. Said Kid Rock makes music for guys who can only see their kids on the weekend and don't. <laughs> and don't. <laughs> <clears throat> we gotta get you a doggy door, huh, Lozy? It says, "Come on, Stan, start again." <laughs> There's nobody here. He's going to be back in in about three seconds. It will. Oh, well. He's good. I feel like we have a full plate of shit to talk about tonight, gentlemen. Do we now? Hey, hey, hey. Be ready. Oh, dude. That was fast. Are you off work already? Yeah. Nice. We just started recording. Brady, I feel like you need to I was going to tell you. He he texted me and was like, hey, you guys want to eat pizza? And I was like, yeah, bring in the pizza. Oreo bites. It's cream cheese and then Oreos. Love it. Love nice. it. Do you want any of that stuff? No, I already ate. You already ate. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, there is hope for our future. Look at Brady. If there's yeah, here. Crust. As long as there's more Brady's. What do we got in here? Get in here, son. Bacon. Dang. Bacon. Look at that. Yep. Let's go. Yeah. Brady, you're the man. Leave us hanging. That's why, that's why Carlos left. We're going to be chomping on the, Let's, on the uh, mic. I don't know where that goes, but it doesn't go over here. This is my area. I was just going to say maybe here, set it by the barrel. <laughs> you can set it by the barrel here. Yeah. Right. I'm going to double cheek it on these stools. Look so at that. Kind of comfortable. Look at that. Oreo bites. Damn, yeah, fire a couple Brady? of these away. Good work. Just right. don't. He's away. Crunch my. Let's go. What are you doing? You want some? That's all you, what, you're going to take your top off and then put the top back on? I don't know. We've already passed the threshold. Find those puppies up. You want one? Yeah, for sure. Huh. You don't? Come on. Not right now. Go plan. I'm thinking pizza first. Go plan. Both. It's all good. All right, we'll put that by you. Pizza's over here. I feel like familiar. Yeah. So Brady texted me earlier, like he had just gotten to work, and he goes, hey, he goes, I know you guys are podcasting. He goes, you want me to see if I can get you a pizza? And I was like, absolutely. And he's like, what kind do you want? And I was like, surprise us. But I was, he, but he goes, he goes, I, I, I'll be I'll be home around nine. Well, it's only what is it seven forty maybe? Eight, eight o'clock. Yeah, I'm so backing he, off the mic. So he yeah he got off early. I so, hope when I grow up I'm like half the person Brady is. It's great. 
Look at they got. Look at. I'm gonna keep that. I'm gonna keep frosting. that stool over here. Oh, dude, he hit the drizzle on it, son. <laughs> it's already ready to jam. These are like the. These are like the the new the new age glizzies. If anyone asks why this stool's right here, that's Brady's reserve seat. If he ever wants <laughs> to hop into this jam. Yeah, dude. So, uh, ton, a ton of stuff. Um, one, something surfaced today where we kind of have a problem, but Nick apparently is hiding all kinds of classified information from us. Oh. Two, AI, it looks like the wave of AI is actually going the way Tony's calling it. And three, golf starts on Friday, accumulatively for all of us. So, where do you guys want to lead in at? You guys just want to just take some of this pizza to Pound Town? Should I hit pause? Yeah, maybe. Maybe we should hit pause for a minute. I like that. JT Money. Did you ever listen to JT Money? Yep. Oh, man. That whole, he like comes out with some CD, never heard of him before, with, whatever, and like every single song on the thing. With so much bad. drama in the LBC. It's kind of hard being, kinda hard being Schmidt, D-O-double-G. D-O-double-G. T-O-double-D. <laughs> <clears throat> There's all kind of weird settings out here. Are we back? Oh, Are we back mode. from pizza break? Maybe. I think so. I so think we we're got. You. Okay. You said uh, we are or we aren't? Yeah, we are. Okay. We, we got to put these snacks away. Those are. We got AI. We got Thank UFO. You. We got. No, no, no. We can talk about UFOs on the other tip, but more, more concerning here, Nick, is the fact like, yeah, I saw that a couple days ago, and I'm like, April twentieth, huh? Please, please, no. Use channel our group thread of text oh. for all kind of shenanigans and placeholders for things that we want to talk about. Somebody shows you like, hey, here's a person with three dongs. <laughs> Throw that thing into the group chat so we bring it up and talk about it. <laughs> all yeah, like the, uh, we need like all that the rock oddies. formation. It looked like I was in the bath. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was cool. It was like my stubby. Cousin, <laughs> my cousin Travis sent me that. That was he so, sent to me last night after we went to bed, so that was the first thing I saw this morning. Let's start with golf. Are we all set for Friday? It uh, sounds like we got four. I got another Angie confirmed another couple. Who it's are perfect. They? Uh John and Carrie Davis. Okay. New new to town. Kids are in Madawan, same age as my kids. I think the plan is for them to just bring their kids over to our house and they're gonna hang out. Kids will hang out and chill. They're both the same Friggin age. Friggin' love it, dude. So, so we won't be able to eat there. Right? They're not correct. Gonna, they're, they said it's they, too they early in the season have, where they're correct. not serving food. I don't know, yet, unless so. Amy's working, she might be able to fire up some Gliz. You know what we need to do when you talk to them? Some get pancakes. Some, get some south some southwest egg rolls. We need to talk to them and be like, you need to call up Gordon Food Services here and have them drop you off a box of Southwest egg rolls. Southwest egg rolls. Yeah. Those things are buzzing. <clears throat> What's the one? What's the one? So we'll that, just uh, go into Pava or in a matter of Timing one. wise, when we get done golfing, which, most places are going to be good to go for us to just walk. Which right are the? In. Which I are would, the? Egg I would rolls, think so. Which are the egg rolls at the hangar? No, no. Are they the Southwest egg rolls? Mm-hmm. They? Yeah, they call them Texas egg rolls there. Well, that, whatever, whatever their street name is, we need to get some of those on lockdown. I feel like you fire a couple of those in an air fryer at home. Knockdown. Goo, for sure. So our tea times at All six. Right. Six and six, seven, six or seven, some whatever their space in that probably seven minutes. But we tailgate, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. We should, we this is this would be great for your for your for these newcomers that nobody knows except you guys who just and you guys just kind of met them, right? I mean, we've known them for a few years, but 
give you a little window yeah, so, into Mondays. But we don't we never hung out but, with them until they just moved but here. But what they don't know is tailgating. Yeah. Before our mm-hmm. route. So arrival time is anywhere between five fifteen and five forty five. I was gonna say four thirty. <laughs> quarter to five. Four and, uh, six o'clock tea time. We'll be there with the trunks open. Mm-hmm. Have some music I'm going. Not, I can easily full, get back. Are we going full Cinco de Mayo? We'll pregame Ooh. for Friday. Cinco de Mayo, I forgot. Like me. Tequila, tequila nooners, or what? Are we just not? We're not hamstringing ourselves. I mean, ultimately, with it being Cinco de Mayo, we should probably go to Casa Tequila for dinner. Yeah, there you go. Just to keep with the vibe, I feel like all three of us are probably. I don't know if I can eat any more steak tacos. We don't have to. I mean, the margaritas are buzzing. Chips and salsa but, will do you right before you know. You'll be, you'll be all primed up after golfing that's, anyway. That's true. It's, it's, it's not going to matter where we go after. Mm. Right. Fair I'm enough. down for I'm down for Casa Chico. Oh, we should go to Sporties and have them see if they'll serve dinner. You guys <laughs> got dinner service? No, I want to see. Like, I want to yeah, see a bag of chips. I want to see if they, they have those Sonic <laughs> seltzers. Never heard. A, of. Have you, have you heard this story? The streets. We're going to take brother Todd. We're going to take a little detour here. So last year, I don't know, it was probably around this time, but a little, it was probably, it was a few weeks in though. Yeah. To our golf league yep. at Heritage, and we show up and it's raining buckets. So they're, but they weren't sure if it was going to rain or not, and then it was just the storm showed up. So we were, so they canceled. We're like, well, let's just go into Papa, have beer, have dinner. We try to go to Bistro, they're closed on Mondays. We try to walk over to, uh, Dykeman. Dykeman. They're closed, right? No, we went there for a couple Oh, no, we went there for a couple and it was, it was, a, yeah. yeah, it was, it was, it wasn't popping. So then we were like, well, all right. So we walk in, Sporties, it's open. doesn't look open. <laughs> we walk in, there's a bartender, exactly what you think he would look like. Like if you think of an old school, like saloon, like this dude is got a, Mustache that would sweep the floor. Yeah, this guy was. And this guy was he, a handlebar mustache away and from he, 1840. And he, his name was Cliff, right? <laughs> it's Cliff. <laughs> it was. So we're in there. <laughs> we're in there, and we're trying to figure out what we want to drink. And what did we order? It was. Uh, and you were like, "What is this? What? What? What was it? The order?" And I was like, "Yeah, oh, it was the. Uh, we called it a see you later. It was blueberry vodka Correct. and lemonade." Correct. So he makes us these. Tony takes a drink of it. Cliff walks away and Tony goes, This tastes like he wrung out his sock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ah, it'll get better. So we just we we hammer these drinks. And then we're like, all right, we'll have one more. And I look over in this fridge, and on the bottom shelf, there's these seltzers that say Sonic. And I'm like, but it says Sonic like the restaurant. Oh, it's That's, branded. And I was like, where in the world did these come from? I go, are those alcohol? He goes, we got a special on those. Those are like 147 a pop or something. Like that. We were like, okay. Ten, you can have so, all we have. <laughs> so meanwhile, he grabs and cracks open a couple of those. They're banging away behind us for their VIP section for wine and harvest fest. There's- they're hammering and nailing, and there's one other person at the bar who... I don't even know where she showed up from, but then she just starts talking to us. She's, I don't know, she had to be 67 years old. Let's go a little deeper contextually. There's a whole contracting crew behind us framing out a wall that I guarantee you they were paid in cash. Right? This thing was not, they didn't have a level or a a speed square. So this thing was eyeballed. And 
Yes. No. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So we're like, what the heck? So yeah. we're, I'm, I'm drinking. I'm like, I'm gonna have another one. These aren't bad. <laughs> Fast forward to last week, we stop over at Sunny's. Speaking of which, he's our, he's our alcohol sponsor. He doesn't know it yet. He's in. Sunny, what port's it called? And, uh, <laughs> and shout out to Lucky too. We can't forget oh, about for Lucky. Sure. He talked about putting the foosball on the back for table sure. for us. <laughs> and they have a case of those. And I'm like. Where the heck do these things come from? It's hot in the streets. Well, dude, they have uh, hard slushies too, like in a box. Oh, I'm sure. They yeah, get but those they, there. so it's yeah, we saw it. and I'm like, what the heck? And so it says distributed by Sonic, like food company, and we're like, what? Is that like- Sonic is like a, <laughs> it's like the hot the sock hop type era fast food. Yeah, Sonic is like they're that. coming in smooth with these underground seltzers and slushies. Sonic is like that single aunt or uncle that you know that's like, hey, you guys want to get drunk? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, can you roll up to Sonic and be like, yeah, I'll have some, uh, let me see the other menu. And they're like, pardon me? And you're like, wink, the other menu. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, here comes that, these alcoholic drinks. That's right. <laughs> oh, you drove in here? Do you know the password? <laughs> we're serving yeah. all this alcohol. Cliff. To the- to the driver's side door of your car. That's Dirt, cool. It's it's Cliff's dirty socks. That's the that's if you want the secret menu. He menu. comes back. Cliff comes back. I'm like two more dirty sock shots, please. You can, is unbelievable. The Sonic stuff you can get at Megabev on West Main, Drake Party Center, Munchie Mart, uh, yeah. Sunny Sunny Discount Liquor on West Nidge, Harding's Friendly Market has them. Yeah, but uh, all I'm saying is these Ziggy's. were nowhere. I think I think the first place to ever buy a pack of these. Was Sporties and Papa? That was that was, that the was demographic. Their test, that was their test market. Yeah. They were like, "Holy crap!" That day, got any legs. day one, two people drank six oh, of them. No. These are hot. Sold out. <laughs> they probably realized with the stuff and like the limeades and all the stuff that they have, like all they needed to do is inject what? a little alcohol into the stuff they already have. And Nick, you know, yeah, you're probably right. Nick, this man and I have gone through every gamut of seltzers. I want to say last summer we went through every one, and it was like so much to where we we, we had a ranking. Okay, those system. ones are too sweet. Those ones the aren't rank, good. The ranking system, and Hal was part of this too, but the ranking system started at zero, and it was negative numbers. Like it wasn't like these are tens; these taste great. It was like these are negative fours; they don't suck that bad. Like seltzers are not like the tastiest beverage you ever had i maybe have had less i mean i haven't had more than 10 you in my pace life yourself off of like the worst one you've had and you're like it's better than that so it'll i'm drinking it because it's gonna get me drunk i like it give me like some like i probably had like a thousand natter days <laughs> you yeah. know and i've probably had bush apple who knows yeah. i mean just bush stuff like that like oh. those are my seltzers though right yeah. if i'm gonna, if I'm gonna yeah. drink something oh, fruity i'm fruit. having like oh. yeah not you know what I mean? I just yeah. no, but these uh, I mean these are just good summer drinks. I don't drink any of them in the winter Mm-mm. at all. Nope. I always went to the for summertime was like the shandies, like soft parade shandy or lining kugels, and they're yeah, they're soft parade shandy, yeah. soft parade. Like, this is like one parade. more level of effeminate than those seltzers for sure. <laughs> effeminate. I think what for the sure. the white claw and all that craze was because of low carb, right? Like yeah. Yeah, I like the, the shandies don't have that. I, I like aspect. the pace of the seltzers because they're like, they're like a light domestic beer. Like you can pace yourself and you can get to, you can get to a level of buzzed, and then just kind of like keep that level yeah. by drinking. Like you can pace yourself through it to where you can operate. Like yeah, Dylan Mulvaney loves them. They're great. Hey, dude, I, 
I don't normally align with the questionable community, but on this one, they got it. They got their first. I can't say no. They beat me to it. We're good. I'm totally cool with the LG HDTV community. <laughs> That's my favorite <laughs> one. LG Just so HDTV. everyone knows I'm cool with the LG HDTV community. <laughs> I have no problem. I have no qualms with those people. It's <laughs> oh, good. So, good. Um, okay, golf aside, um, let's let's talk about this alien, this this alien ship video. Yeah, I watched that video that you sent first time I've seen it, and I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Oh, you sent a video? Yeah, I did. It was in oh, the Instagram post. Yeah, if you would have looked, I shared okay. the video because I thought he had shared just pictures. I saw two pictures. I didn't see yeah, the video. It was a no, post. the middle. Then, the middle one was the video. But yeah, I looked back at my from Kevin at work. He had sent me, or I think he showed it to me first, and then he sent it to me, and I I think I meant to send it to you guys. And I forgot. Well, regardless. Because I asked him to send it to me so that I where, could. Where was yeah. that? It was from a pilot where? New Zealand? Wait a minute. Let's back up here. But that's like the dude from uh, Friday where he's like, oh, I didn't know you wanted it back, homie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure, Nick. <laughs> oh, I thought I sent like, it to you guys. That's my butt, homie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know you wanted it back. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think um, the guy was Colombian, the pilot. Oh, Colombian. Okay. All right. <laughs> So maybe he outed himself. He's like, shit, I got a plane full of drugs, but I just saw a spaceship. Yeah. Shit, what do I do? <laughs> I didn't take any of them, though. Uh, uh, okay, spaceship wins. Let's go. You got me thinking about Friday now. Pop's tripping, man. <laughs> Want me to ask for my bike back? <laughs> you know I wouldn't trip. He's like, I'm just going to tuck my shit in. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there was some Colombian pilot. He had a co-pilot with him. It was like a low-wing Bonanza uh, dual engine, you know, yeah. recreational aircraft. Um, but those aircraft are, I mean, they're like a, like a Cessna, Bonanza, any of those, those aircraft are fairly maneuverable and they, they have a lot of autonomy when it comes to like the FAA because they're recreational, you know, yeah. aircraft. Like puddle jumper type? Well, yeah. I mean, they're, so they usually top out at like. A couple hundred maybe. Maybe. Yeah. 200 knots might be the, the. I could be totally yeah, wrong. Yeah, they don't fly as high. But 200 so. knots might be like the upper end of like yeah. a propped yeah. recreational aircraft. Like yeah. They don't have to watch out for commercial airliners because they're flying so low. Typically, yeah, I mean, they give you a heading and a course. I mean, I remember this yeah. from flying with my dad, but like you say, like, okay, I'm leaving here, I'm going there, and then they give you a heading. But you can call in and be like, okay, I'm going to change. I'm going to do something else. They're like, okay. They yeah. Just, they just yeah, need you to have know, to register a flight plan. Yeah. Like, like airspace controllers just just need to know where you're at so you right. don't run into anybody else because there's obviously no roads right there's no i-94 right in the sky so this guy is up in a plane from what i can gather in this wherever he's going in his flight plan and from what i read and correct me if i'm wrong Nate, if you read in a little bit more but it sounds like he was on his way he saw something and then he turned to try to chase it and i think that's where the video comes from is when he turned to chase it, and then it flew by him. Mm -hmm. That's what I think I... Right, but he's above the cloud ceiling, and you can see this thing, and it's like, it's right there. I mean, it's probably a couple, it might be a thousand yards from him, but it's close enough. I mean, when you're up there, there's no obstruction. Yeah, it zooms right by. Yeah, it's like right there. Like, spatially, you can see this thing's cooking along. What's crazy is that it's flying at that angle, right? And, like... You would think, like, in my head, when I think of a flying saucer, you're thinking, like, it's going to fly more like a Frisbee, yeah. right? And cut the air. But it's flying like this, like, like almost like it would have drag there. Mm-hmm. But I listened to, I don't know whose podcast it was, but they said Bob Lazar, like, the way that that thing was flying was how he described the things he actually witnessed 
in Area 51 or whatever when he was there. So what huh. what sometimes like like I mentally get hung up on is the idea that um any kind of a spaceship has to be appropriately sized like it's got humans or just a little bit smaller than us in uh-uh. it. But I think we might have touched on this or maybe we had a non-podcast conversation, but who's to say that aliens aren't like the size of a beer can? No, they you know oh, yeah. They they, well, there there was a right? thing in New Mexico uh, I, I watched a documentary about this supposed landing in New Mexico, and they were like, when they showed up, the grass was like burnt and blah, 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 all this evidence, you know, that was covered up and locked, kind of locked down. But they, they like interviewed the guy who was there, and he said when he showed up, there were like two beings, and they were like child size. Really? crazy well and then there was another account of something that they waved this thing was like up there and they waved and they kept waving and kept waving and they were like child size and they waved back i don't know these it's, you know these are there's all these different accounts the thing that that's crazy to me is you can be like all right well this person you know all right they're a little crazy you know it's like the guy from uh independence day right, right. <laughs> like all right they're they're a little crazy like is, is this really believable? But all these different accounts that have gone on, many and many and many of them describe this the the spacecraft the same way. That sure. it looks very similar. It's like a frisbee with a dome and blah blah blah. And that's what we saw in the video that you sent too. That's what kind of baffles me is like there's so many accounts of these things that are dismissed or covered up or whatever, and they're they all kind of describe the same thing. So, okay, it, I mean, all of us have been on either a road trip or you've been out, let's say you're like out booze cruising or you're just, you're just out driving around or you get lost going somewhere, right? Yeah, So we're, imagine, we're not boozing and cruising. I mean, it's I'm just using, the law. just using the term. <laughs> anyway, so all of us have gotten lost driving around somewhere at some point in time, right? And maybe there's no houses around. What if, like, any of these um, unanswered questions of, I don't know what that was, what if that was it? Maybe there's, like, another level of intelligence, and they're like, look, okay, here's here's how you travel through the universe. There's some planets to go see, or maybe we're halfway through on a destination somewhere. And maybe they got sidetracked. Maybe it's not some sort of enlightened being. Maybe they're just regular people or regular beings of whatever. Or they or they come down and they're like, screw that. These people yeah. are, these people got Dang, buildings and cars stuff, right? and bombs. Right. Nobody told Let's us just about keep this. Going. Right, yeah. We're faster than them. That's about it. <laughs> We're like the deliverance <laughs> of the universe. They're like, shit, I heard banjos playing. Let's get out of here. Yeah, Earth is like Area 51 for the universe. (laughs) If you check out this spot, there's some crazy stuff. They're like, (laughs) aliens fly into our atmosphere, and they're like, click, click. They're like, lock the doors, man. This is not a friendly neighborhood. (laughs) I would find it very hard to believe, though, that, like, say there are aliens or whatever, like, the fact that they would be equivalent to us in any way, same size or whatever that is. I just think that, like, there has to be, like, we're most likely, I'm guessing, invisible to whatever else is out there. And the universe must be so vast that, like, 
I mean, I was. What do just, you mean by invisible? I mean, we're still here. Here, here I'll we're explain still it to constructed you. Constructed of matter. Exactly, but you know, we're if the universe, invisible. if the universe is ever expanding, right? I would argue that there's a potential that you can go infinitely small, continually to zoom in and to zoom in forever, right? As far as you yeah, want to go. Yeah, if it's expanding, because then everything in I, it is continuously well, getting smaller. So I was pissing around on ChatGPT about this same thing, and I had asked something about like compare like earth to like the biggest star we know of. Right. And then it said like, yeah, this is the size. This is how big it is. And so then I asked, would earth be microscopic to that star? Similar to how our cells are microscopic to our bodies. Right. The cells in our bodies are microscopic. We can't see them without, you know, looking close says, yes, that's correct. In comparison to you, why Scooty, the earth would be much smaller than a human cell in comparison to the human body. So if you compare that star, that sun, Earth is microscopic, more than. Yeah. Than, more than what our cells are to us. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's just a star. So that's a mass out there that's like our sun. Yeah. It's like some, I don't even know how many hundreds, thousands of times bigger than our sun. If you had beings on these it's larger wild. planets, though, you're talking about energy consumption. Let's just say they're based like we are. It's probably Star-Lord. They would have to consume energy like we do, but on such a, like a scalable, um, equal to it, right? Like where we would eat a cheeseburger, they would eat a... Cow. Like a truck, <laughs> like a semi-truck. Beyond that, size though. Hamburger. I just right. wanna, let me finish yeah, these two right. paragraphs here, because it says... To give you an idea of the scale involved, imagine that you could shrink the Earth down to the size of a typical human cell. In that scenario, UI Scooty would be so incredibly large that it would be difficult to comprehend its size. It says, even though UI Scooty is the largest known star in the universe, it's important to note that there are many other objects in the universe that are even larger than UI Scooty, such as galactic clusters and superclusters. The universe is truly vast, humbling in its scale. It's crazy. But I just, I think about like us trying to just examine what we find as the smallest thing. And it's saying just the earth alone is much smaller in comparison right. to that star. So and basically, we, and we all live on it and it's so, if, so vast. So to if us. there are planets or star or, you know, I mean, like objects that are in orbit around that, if they're looking in the distance, they wouldn't, they wouldn't see us. Right. We're invisible to them because we don't, we can't see ourselves. Right. So, you know, what I mean, they could be yeah. ripping through space or whatever and, Never with even no disruption, they would be invisible. We're invisible, and we wouldn't see them. So, so are you saying it makes it even more incredible that if there are aliens that have visited Earth, they actually found it? Well, I'm saying if someone or does that mean they're if someone was they're just close. If some alien finds us, then they would have to be like we shouldn't be too afraid of things much larger than us. You know what I mean? We're we're not. They can't see us. Right. They, they if they're like working in that realm. Right. They would, they would, like be, they would be like our cells. If I like open my insides up or whatever, you couldn't count my cells. Yeah. Just like they couldn't count all the earths they see. So they would be so vast. They're not and huge. interested. Yeah. No, they, they would look past. So we, it would have to be specific. It would have to be a planet that has relatively similar size beings. Interesting. And then what else, take. what else is invisible That's to us? You know what I mean? That we're out there looking through space and we're like, well, we don't see anything. It all looks like space. There could be a shitload of stuff out there that yeah. like we just don't see. Yeah. That's, in- that's, that's an interesting take. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's not a take. Who knows? It's real. Chad GPT said. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, it's good. I. Lo- I mean, I've been to 
Africa, and I'm sure you guys have been in some remote spots where you look up at the stars and you're like, holy smokes, there's a billion of them up there that sometimes here we just don't see. Sure. Joshua Tree. Of, we got a little bit. Yeah, California yeah, is out there. Is not. Yeah, exactly. So I was. It, so it probably it's probably similar to where I was in Uganda, and it was it was like it was so much bigger. The sky was so much bigger at night, and there was just a billion stars up there. Like, and you can see them all. Yeah, without the light. I mean, without light at least pollution. those ones. You know, and some of those are extinct. Right, we're just seeing the light come mm-hmm. get to us. But, yeah, the, but the star is dead. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know what to think about that stuff. Like seeing that video and I watched some documentaries. I downloaded two documentaries that are about this stuff. Like uh, one of them went through a bunch of the U.S. stuff and how the government and all these ex like agents have come out like saying that they're, you know, there's video there's this there's that and then there was a uh, the second one this guy did i think rogan had his had this guy on the on his podcast this week or last week or something i haven't listened to it yet but um the guy who directs these films and the oh. second one was about something um, james something yeah james fox was that it yeah yeah he's in uh so the second one is about this town in uh brazil. brazil yeah crazy crazy he, he was telling that story on there about jake he sent jake paul to meet that chuck taylor whatever out in the <laughs> and he's like he had a camera on him was oh if you um, listen to that, that parts of it i didn't listen to the whole thing but i haven't listened to it yet i thought it was funny the guy's name was chuck taylor like the shoot yeah yeah basketball Let's it's, go. it it's hard for me to like close that circle when people are like i've got i've got video footage well what are you waiting for yeah Release it. Like, what's the big secret here? You're yeah. really worried that you're gonna get, you're gonna get clapped up. I would just release it, expose it. What do you? I mean, you're waiting to your deathbed to be like, here's, Who? here's my videotapes. No. Who's Cut doing that? Everyone. Everyone seems. It seems to be like everyone wants to strong arm any proof they have. You know, and everyone's like, "Well, I know a guy who's got something." Really? Yeah, I've got videotape that's coming out soon. Cut it loose. I mean, I mean, is it really? I mean, are you really being visited by guys in black suits? Maybe they are. I don't know because I don't have any substantiating evidence of other worldly shit. Yeah. So I guess I don't live in that that mind space. Of well, like, that, that, I'm afraid for my life. Well, I'll I'll get the title of these these movies that this this guy. What was his name? James Scott. James, James, James Fox. Fox. James Fox. Yeah. So the the first one he he uh, I don't think I've. I don't know that I've seen. I, I don't know, think we watched the one on Brazil yet. But the uh, um, the other one, he talks about this other one, this other encounter in Australia, and all these kids ran out on the schoolyard and saw every one of them. They interviewed them in like now. There's like 15 of them, and they're all like, "Yep, this is what we saw. It landed right over here. I ran over there. Wow. There was like blah 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 blah. And then and then the teacher who saw it is like not gonna get. He won't go on camera, and his voice is like disguised well, because because the government in Australia like showed up and was like, "No, shut it down." Look, it's crazy. Know, like I can't I can't attest to what would scare these people so much to where they're like, "Look, I just saw something that tore the fabric which constructs what I know." 
but I'm fearful. That is trumped by the fear that someone is going to come kill me. But you just you just witnessed something that everyone says does not exist. But you're going to say, I don't want to talk about it because these people on this earth are going to... I well, think you would just have an enlightened perspective and of I f- like I feel you like, don't scare me anymore. I feel like know? the uh the girl that ran after it was like I didn't ever feel scared. Sure. Threatened. She's like, I could even feel the heat off this thing. Yeah. I can feel the heat off my plums. <laughs> feel it. Feel it, sun dancing off them, just nice. You feel it? Go down to the farmer's market. Special two plums for one. There's ob- there's obviously some reason. If there's ever a movie on Will Ferrell, I need Todd to play Will Ferrell. <laughs> Let the boy watch. That's right. There's a rap at the door. Young Gabriel walked in. <laughs> you know, what's he say? I said, Let the boy watch. He says, he says, he says, I turned the heat up to 81. It's hot and sultry. And I was bearing down on Donna. He goes, he says, and she was trying to get away because she did not like it. When Who was that a, from? He goes, when there's a, and then he goes, when there's a rap at the door, young Gabriel walked in and she said, no, Gabriel, no, go away. And I said, no, let the boy watch. What was that from? He's got to learn from his father, just like he learned from his father. I don't even know. I don't have the context for what that's from. Oh, it's you got to look up uh, <laughs> down in my plums, eastbound and down outtakes of Will Ferrell. Dude, these guys cannot I can feel it's the tension t- all the way down in my plums. Yeah, feel the tension. tension. I, watch, I watched a little bit of feel that. Feel the tension in the air. He goes, if I recall correctly, <laughs> if I recall correctly, <laughs> I can feel it down in my plums. Juice dripping off him. <laughs> all, the, all little school. What's he say? <laughs> no, you can't have them. These are my plums. <laughs> I'm messing them all up. But it's so funny. It's so great, though. <laughs> it's the, it's more. It's like five, three, four minutes long of just outtakes. It's <laughs> so great. So, um, Eastbound and Down is fantastic. Uh, show. Have you, have you ever seen it? I watched a few episodes, but I couldn't convince Angie to, to get on board. There's, <laughs> it's in the. I think it's in the first season. Will Ferrell shows up and he plays this character who's a car dealership owner. Is perfect. I mean, he plays it perfect. He's got this like long shoulder length white hair. Oh yeah. He has, like these tinted dark aviator glasses, and it's just like this is, this was tailor made. Of a character for Will Ferrell to play. And oh, it's, yeah. uh, who's, so Danny McBride is obviously the mm-hmm. main character, right? Who's the other baseball player? What's his name? He was in the movie This Is the End. Um, he was in, I can't think of his name. Anyway, it is, it's outstanding. I should go back and binge it. Okay. Yeah, it's funny. So shifting gears a little bit. Uh, AI. I saw a couple clips. I dumped a couple in our group chat. 
to bring back up. But one of them was that IBM acknowledged AI is going to uh, supplant like 7,600 jobs. Easily. And IBM has halted all new hiring. Right. So couple that with the other one that I sent you guys that the dude who is quote unquote the godfather of AI he used to work for Google quit he drug up from Google and was like I'm not I'm not riding this train to its next stop everyone the people that I that I come across in either social media or regular media or people that I would say okay these people know exponentially more about tech and about where things are all of them are like we should stop we should hold up a minute sure and i was listening <laughs> to a podcast this morning on the way into work it was breaking points with crystal and sire mm-hmm. that's usually my morning listen as i drive up to gr and they were going over it and they were talking they were, they pulled some clips from this guy and it and it, and it hit me that there's another option. Like, we're thinking about AI being autonomous and just it doing what it wants to. And that screws us and is the, you know, the demise of humanity. But let's say AI doesn't go fully autonomous, but it's smart enough and is controllable and falls into the hands of bad actors then it's just a matter of time until they get the ratio right so let's say some insurgent group is like hey we have somebody who can manipulate some code and take ai in its open source state and tweak it a little bit and create equipment whether it be what we would think is like an android or jets or tanks or trucks with bombs on them or like those Boston dynamic dogs whatever they know just enough to be able to control these things but they can attack something and with no loss of life you're talking about now just how much money do you need so let's say they orchestrate something that's going to disrupt how things are now but they get the metric wrong and where they thought they needed 10 they needed a hundred, and they fail. So okay, well, it, this this was an uprising of AI controlled bots, and it was ten, and we were able to squash it. Well, the next person's like, okay, we just need more money, we just need we just need a little more time. We need to stockpile more resources, and then we can launch this attack again. And then the the wave of force is just too much. You know, I mean, how many <laughs> how many people does it take to take down a robot? I don't know. I feel like we're going to find out, though. You know? I mean, look back. And this is kind of a stretch. You know, dip into Hollywood. You know, a lot of movies, a lot of thoughts, a lot of uh, ideas are precursors to reality. You know, you, you come up with an idea, and the easiest way to make that idea real is to have, just have, film a movie about it. Nobody gets hurt. It's interesting. You actually make some money off it because people want to go see this because people... It's interesting. It's cool, you know. So what if... 
What if it just becomes a numbers game at some point? Like AI runs away from us so much to where it's like, oh, you can you can program this to do whatever you want, and you can supply it with some problem solving logic to where before you would think a robot would just just walk by itself, but it would just once it ran into like a parked car, it would just just keep like running to the side of a car, and you're like, oh, it's a malfunctioning robot. What if it was programmed to be able to say discreetly find your way to this target and then execute whatever I'm telling you to do? It could be something totally not nefarious. And you're like, hey, I have this certified letter. It's got to get to Nick. Go get this. Go deliver this to Nick. Don't break any laws. Don't hurt anybody. Don't walk out in front of traffic, but please make sure this letter gets to him. Perfect. That's a great example of how this would all benefit us. Deliver this. And it could be scaled up to super important. Like, we have organs that need to get to in hospital. And we don't want to put it on an airplane. We know that it'll take this much amount of time. You're, you're, given, you're going to give this piece of equipment a time metric and say you have to accomplish this objective in this amount of time. You know, let's say it's an organ. Okay, if you don't get there in this amount of time, then the organ's going to not be feasible. So you have this amount of time. Do not hurt anyone. Do not break any rules. Do not break any, you know, don't damage any property. But get there and get this there. And it's super reliable. Okay, no problem. It doesn't have to take any breaks. It can walk through the desert. It can walk over a mountain it can do whatever it needs to do because it's just it's programmed to do whatever you tell it to do and this would be a shining example of us overcoming a ton of obstacles in life to make something happen you know and maybe they deliver that organ to some kid that needs a transplant and that's the only way to do it what you're describing now is like what i've said all along like i told you this thing ai and this type of stuff will do a lot of good great example before it goes back great example that's but a, there's, but there is. I don't think it. I don't think it's. We get to sunbathe in the prosperity of AI for one second. I think this immediately goes to. Let me think about it this way. What we know is not what's the top shelf of what's out there. That's what's released to us. But I mean, tech companies are no different than any other private entity that is ultimately their objective is to make money exactly so i don't want so to they kill will us give you they will give you doesn't and the, no of course not nick of course not somebody's like let's go ki- let's go murder every person let's go murder seven billion people no <laughs> because then no one's paying any money exactly but the the problem here is that once that information's out there not everyone's trying to turn a profit some people just want to see the world burn some people just have a score to settle with life, and that score is no more life. How do you how do you keep that out of there? I mean, anything from a scorned employee that says, you know what, this place didn't pay me for my overtime on Saturday. To somebody like, I will, sh- I will make all these people pay. Remember that time I got dumped back in high school? Well, guess what? I'm set now. I'm the man. That that it's so fickle. I mean, this is. 
How do they? How how does somebody who's now I'm the man take on the world with AI versus how they would do it now? The availability of power shifts dramatically to like a single entity. I don't think you need currently. Currently, you need to put together a game plan. You need to fully think it out to to get to that level of destructibility. I mean, you can't come out of your garage. I mean, local authorities, checks and balances, laws and rules that are in place, I mean, are, are made to squash that kind of stuff. Right? It's, it, mm-hmm. I mean, the culture, the society that we live in are made to make us all get along. Right? Because we, we bumped our head against against enough things that have said this doesn't work this hurts way too many people so you can't do that <laughs> but you give somebody who has an axe to grind the weapon of a to some degree undestructible tool how do they get it they work there they know somebody who works there you know i mean i mean they People work at these places. People are programming this code. People are building this stuff. People have access anywhere from a janitor to a contracted worker that's working on a whatever. You so know, you think that people every... will just be programming a an artificial intelligence robot to do horrible let's, things to other people? Let's use the example of the three of so us. So they'll take a pet and make it like it attacks everybody. Let's say, sure. But let's it's say, one by one. Let's say the three of us are sitting right here. Right. Somebody texts us, hey, I got something I need to talk to you about. We close down the podcast. We go meet this person. Like, it's real important. You come come meet with me. I got some cool shit. And, you know, I'm like, hey, guys, I know this guy. He's pretty smart. Works for a tech company. He says he's got some cool shit for us to look at. Okay, let's go check it out. We go and we walk over there, and it's like, it's a, it's a death machine. It's a T-1000. But it's not programmed to be a T-1000. It's like this machine assembles some parts for blah 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 Cool. What else can we make it do? Can we make it go down to Sonny's and pick us up a couple eight-packs of high noons? Sure can. Okay, send it down. We're having this thing, you know, like workers are made, or like it's mowing our lawn, it's hanging out, it's, you know, walking our dogs. It's, it's already lawnmower robots. It's chilling out. I have one. Sure. You do? So, then one day, like I have a shitty day at work or something like that or some something comes up and it's like, look, I gotta, I'm gonna have this thing do a one-off. Todd and Nick are gonna, I tell it, don't tell Todd and Nick, but go do this, man. It's like, sure. And he goes and does it. Well, I didn't think out every step. I didn't remember to tell it, don't kill everyone you come across. And now it's out of my hands. And now it's just, it, it's over. Right? I mean, it's... I think it, you're living in fantasy world. I would love to be <laughs> disputed on I this. I, but I feel like I have I a refute right. for anything you say. I hope I'm right, but... That's all it's going to take is that one I forgot. 
I forgot to tell it to not do this. And it did all that because you told it to do me this. So I, it's the you, logic is very black and white to a machine. If the technology is increasing enough to where these things can be destructive, the technology to defend ourselves against that same destruction should be almost at the same level. So if other countries are building things to try to help, you know, get missiles across here to kill us and stuff, I think with technology expanding, we also then will have systems that'll be a nice defense system to shield in the United States from that stuff, right? I mean, but you would know if, like, we're getting into this global, you know, battle of crazy, you know, new technological war, you know. But You think, you, you think technology is evenly distributed to everybody? I think that... No, it won't be. I mean, you can see that in the world today. Correct. It's not. I mean, yeah. what is it? It was it Iran has like the Iron Dome, but the Gaza Strip gets just absolutely murdered, and they're right next to each other. I it think is so not. It is so not equal equal to everyone. I was just thinking about this today, though. I think that like the media, and for some reason, people want to like have us collectively feel like we're at odds. You know what I mean? And like that everything's 50 50 and one side hates the other. And I don't know. I think that like more stuff, like I think the collective as a whole is really works well Your together. Perspective is from inside this bubble, Nick. Not really. No, I'm it like thinking totally about, is. I'm thinking about people I come across and interact with from all different, you know, cultures, religions and all that stuff. Yeah, like everybody is decent. Like yeah. I rarely come across people. So I'm saying if, if it's one, because if I came across one in a hundred, that's a horrible individual. I'm saying I'm rarely even coming you're in the, contact. You're the denominator. You're the commonality to all those people. What you just said, the people I come across. Yeah, because now guess what? They're in your bubble. They're within your influence. So yeah, there's some, yeah, look, these, you can talk those people in. Doing, I mean, there's, there's two things here. One, don't underestimate the power of you. You can sway people. You're a charismatic person who is a level thinker. You have some some very high-performance attributes about you. Most people don't. Most people don't. Most people are in a, just short of being a lemming to following the herd. But they think they're good people. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Sure you do. So do I. So does Todd. So do they when they're in the presence of us. And I'm not just saying us as in us three, but people like us. Right? I mean, we walk around the street just because somebody has a driver's license, just because they hold down a job, doesn't put them on the same level of fundamental building blocks that we think they have. Why do you think people are murderers or pedophiles or crazy conspiracy nuts? Because there's enough of not like us that's way more than that are like us. We just find ourselves in a collective bubble of these are the people I'm around. We're not, I mean, we've already filtered ourselves to outside people based on how we operate every day. We put ourselves into tracks that run us into people that are like us. We don't, how many times a day do you find yourself talking to people living under a bridge who are homeless to understand their perspective? Or the crazy people that are locked up in an insane asylum? Or the people that live in the outskirts of a town that get paid only in cash that have never paid taxes. Their whole family tree doesn't even know really what the government is. Maybe they've never owned... There's people like that that have never owned a TV that don't know what mainstream media is. 
those people exist. But those people aren't going to be even on the grid enough to get involved with doing negative things. Like, either they're going to stay off the grid and be oblivious to it all, as, you know, like, we're thinking of it. I just, I don't know. What I'm saying is there's, to say, and look, I'm not some omniscient person here. Like, I've got it all worked out. But I feel like there's just, there's just more, like, the slice of pie of life that we see is is small to us. What difference does that make? And it all makes sense to us because, yeah, that's what we all would do. All of us aren't going to do one of these things. We're not going to have these terrible plans. So what difference does that make, though? What do you mean? Why? Okay. Yeah, but those people that we don't understand. Say that we what don't you know, say is true. I still want to be in my bubble with my people. It's fine. And and be and commune with them and and sure. do a line and dine on Friday night. For sure. For you know sure. what I mean? Yeah, but we're not the ones that uh, doesn't change orchestrating, anything. Orchestrating terror attacks, Todd. Doesn't move the needle for me. Fine. Well, then it will blindside you when it happens. No, it won't. I'm not gonna be surprised. I'm not. I'm not saying this stuff you could say, oh, or, could or couldn't happen. What, and I'm I mean, not saying you, I'm, I wouldn't like. What are you if trying it got, to say? I'm I'm saying you're you're very assertive about your position on this, and I'm saying why worry about it? That's a good point. Why there's nothing I can do about it. I have no control. It's, it's over fascinating to to watch. We'll see where it goes. Do you think I operate on a day to day basis of like who's that person? <laughs> who's that person? No, you know I don't. I know that. But we're here for discussion. I don't also I don't don't operate twenty four seven in a podcast to talk about cool shit. That's true. This is my outlet to talk about that stuff. No, I get it. I get this it. Helps me not talk about this <laughs> to regular people, and they're like, "Tony's fucking crazy." <laughs> no, I get that. I'm just I'm I'm again. It it comes down to the like from my side of the fence. Glass is always going to be half full. That's all I think it is. I think we think, and, and it's I'm just it's that just that too. different. It's just that difference of opinion. Like everything that you've said could very well come true. I just don't give a shit if it does. Not not, not that's probably too strong. I don't not give a shit if it does. Correct. I'm fascinated by it. I'm not. I'm not like fearful of any anybody can weaponize a lot of things right now. So why would I be why would I be fearful of somebody weaponizing AI any more than anything else? Todd. A dude built a tank out of a truck and drove it through a town. It was a bulldozer. Whatever. I'm just saying. But you're 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 stopping yourself from lo- from being able to suspend reality. We're talking about we're talking about fun stuff and that's crazy. Yeah, that's not going to happen. We're not having a podcast just to talk about, yeah, I got the mail today. No, it's fun stuff. Let's explore what, yeah, this is crazy. I, I'm just disagreeing I'm not, with I'm you. I'm not hanging my hat on. But when you give me that, that's <laughs> fucking retarded look. <laughs> then it's like, man, just go with me here for a minute. Let's I did. Talk, I let you talk for 12 straight minutes. Let's, let's talk about Santa Claus. And <laughs> you the got a timer out here now? You know, I'm, I'm just saying, like, look. I'm with you. I like to listen. Great. I mean, I definitely, that's why I sit here and intrigued. Like, I like where you're I'm going. Not, I do, too. I'm, not, I'm very I'm fascinated. Not, I've said that. I'm not popping into I'm a just work disag- meeting being like, okay, now that all those worst stuff is but talked about. But when we brought aliens. something up, oh. Nick said something, and you go, but Nick, you're in your bubble. 
But then when I say something to you, you go, oh, you look at me like I'm retarded. Because you do. So you can say <laughs> that to him, yes, but can. you can't He's say it to him. But we can't say table. it to you. All, we're, all I'm saying is I have a difference of opinion. I'm fascinated sure, by sure, all of this. I feel, Completely fascinated. I feel like your difference of opinion is like, stop, this is erroneous. All look I'm saying is side. for me is I do stop and go, I'm not going to, you know, yeah, I'm fascinated by you what's happening. Totally, totally fascinated. That's all I'm asking. The reason I think I want to speak up on my end and saying that I talk about Utopia first, because I'm really excited about this technology. I like how, you know what I mean? Technology is basically like turning over. You know, they used to say like it took like, you know, every 20 years, you know, technology doubled and then it said it went down to 10 and then five. And then now it's like, we can't keep up. Like things are changing on a day day to day basis right new stuff's coming up i just i'm really excited for it like i want to see all that's gonna happen and what can be done and how when you say yes. it's gonna when let's, you say it's gonna eliminate jobs like eight thousand jobs it's going to i think it's great let's it's look, going to let's look at this instead of the it's rain gonna be outside. weird to see how people react mm-hmm. to that stuff by all means it, it, look you're correct this is an open discussion paint the picture of the other side i'd love to hear it like for because the, I, so, this, so I, maybe I watched, I'm stuck in a rut of where it's like this is all doom and gloom. Enlighten me. So let's go. To uh, so I watched a video today, and it's an older video, and you guys may or may not have seen it on Neuralink and what what he's done. And this is some sort of technology that can then think by itself. And they have this uh, this ape or monkey doing this joystick. Have you seen this? It's really cool. So. There's this video screen, and the ape goes up to the video screen, and there's a straw, and there's a dot that the joystick controls. And when there's a, then there's an orange square that shows up, and he has to move the, the with the joystick, move the dot to the square. And when it gets inside the square, he gets a little slushy, in the, in the uh, through the straw. So he's just playing this game, and he's enjoying it. You know, he's moving the, uh, he's moving the, uh, just a second here. I think the dog farted. Did he? Yeah, it wasn't me this time. Got him. <laughs> Got him. He came, he so, rubbed my leg and so, farted. <laughs> he's sneaky. Uh, so he goes up and he's controls the dot and it moves and then he gets, he gets things. So what they're doing, but they have a Neuralink implanted in the ape's brain. So they can see that when he is moving the joystick a certain direction to move the dot, his brain does certain things. So they map it, and then they use math to then in real time predict what's going to happen. They unplug the joystick, and because the Neuralink is connected to the computer via, I don't know, some sort of wireless thing, now the, the ape is sitting there, and the dot is still coming up, and he's moving it with his brain Still moving the joystick, but the joystick is completely disconnected and is moving it because they were able to read how he moved, how the how the ape moves. So based on that, they could use that and other, you know, the idea would be is, oh, this this ape has can't move its arm or is paralyzed or whatever. So Somebody let's go into that area and we could maybe change it with this Neuralink and now they can move it. It's pretty wild. So yeah. that I think is the now Grand, this is that is ground level for I think what they want to do with Neuralink, but you watch it and you're like, dude, it's crazy. They have it in real time feeding a computer that's then got an algorithm or whatever that 
maps all this out, and then they're able in real time to take how the brain is triggering to move the dot because they know exactly how the joystick's going to move based on what what the ape is. I think it's similar to how those people type. Crazy. Like if if somebody got their, let's say they lost an appendage, like a hand, then like a human could still, like they could have a... They could have a hand, and they could get back to life. Or, like, think about, hey, I'm balding. I got, I got this Neuralink. The brain will figure out how to make me grow hair. I mean, I'm certain it's that's where they want to take this thing. Well, their main thing all, is I to mean, get people who are, like, paralyzed. Main, yeah, but, and yeah. people who have, like, ALS and all Correct. those things and Parkinson's Correct. and all yes, that. Yes, definitely it's for, it's for healing but, <laughs> Couple things and learning. But they'll do all of it. They'll do anything they can with it. To So what if, like, somebody, like, loses their hand and they get, like, a, you know, like a prosthetic robot hand, and they're like, "All right, cool. What if terrorists take it over? Now this person gives a middle finger to like a bunch of old ladies. <laughs> now we're back to where I was talking about. But the other, terrorists. The other side. <laughs> Go is, flip everybody off. Have you, have you guys ever seen the movie Idiot? That dude would be cool. Oh yeah. So this is it is so this is it's so blueprint in my opinion what's going to happen. So the movie starts off like present day, right? And they're talking about. Science and math had advanced so much that like the world was our oyster and we could we could do anything. But profits drove it to like hair loss medicine and boner pills. Because <laughs> everyone was like, that's what we want, so that's, that's what we're it. gonna pay money for. So that's what all the top scientists were working on. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Makes sense. And that's it. Um, but it was it's a it's a pretty fascinating and there's a few of them, I guess. And this one's like a couple years old. So I don't know Two, what they're doing now, but it's, I, it's I pretty wild. Gonna, I thought you were going to reference um, a video I had watched, but it's it's a different one. But it was a the outperformance of a primate on memory skills. They have this this primate sitting in front of a, a screen. And it just flashes the thing and they can go one, two, three, four? Yeah. They go through, they start going yeah. through these cycles of like one through nine numbers on the screen. And it starts out with just those numbers come up. I think and, that's an actual, I think that's a Neuralink video and the, too. the primate is one, two, three, four, and they're all over. They're not in any kind of order. One, two, three, four, five, six, whatever. So they run it through multiple levels of this, and it's one, two, three, one, two, three, four, right? one, two, three, four, you know, and it's doing its thing. It gets a treat, you know, like Todd was talking. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. And then they start turning off and blacking out the numbers increasing the difficulty so it's one two three four five six seven eight and then a square shows up over where the nine was and it knows that that was where nine was Bam, hits that thing gets a treat and that's one two three four five six seven and then blank blank and then it knows eight nine from what it saw and then it's one two three four five six and then it's seven eight nine and then it's seven white blocks and it knows seven eight nine and it does it in order and it gets it to where it's like one two all blocks and it's Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Give me my treat. No human could ever do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that because the guy I was watching at, at work, it, we were talking about this a little bit, so he brought up that video, and then the the uh, then he said something about how they there was another one where, and it might be the one you're talking about. I didn't, I haven't seen it, but he he said they would flash, and it got quicker, where it was like just, and it it would be able to point them out in order like that fast. Because it was just... See, I'm more scared now that you're talking yeah. about this than AI. I mean, I'm freaked yeah. out about Planet of the Apes and then like you coming this, after us for all these years this, of caging them up. You got this <laughs> orangutan trying to get treats yeah. and it's like... It wasn't a silverback, luckily. Like, yeah. 
That's not even the scary stuff. Have you ever, Give me my treat. Have you ever heard? There was a wild story about these monkeys that like a family had owned one as a pet and it got like wild. I don't know if they had a kid and they needed to get rid of it. And so they took it to some place that, you know, a sanctuary that had that, like, these chimpanzees them. or whatever it was. But the, the family once a month would come and visit at the place their thing and they'd bring it like some cupcakes and other stuff and they'd give these cupcakes, I guess, to theirs. You have you? Yeah. We're like, so... These other monkeys that are in there, they like beat its ass. No, they? no, 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 no. They like were so pissed and jealous that this monkey was getting all this attention. They figured out and planned, like, a way to escape out of there, and they busted out. And they, like, I think they killed both of the people. Straight jacked up that family that brought that birthday cake. They are you did. Serious? They, yeah. they they were saying to the point where like these dudes, these monkeys that like attacked them, like straight up ripped the dad. Yeah. Ripped his dick off and his nuts off and ate it. His face, yeah. Like they they mutilated these people. That they were, they were so pissed. Yeah. But while, while the other monkey was like on the other side of the cage, like he had to watch it. Oh. But again, Wild, it took it took right? a few times. I guess these people came and they treated their monkey that they had dropped off there a few months before like very nicely, and they didn't do anything for these other monkeys. So with the so they didn't blame the other monkey. They blamed no, the people. But the people there, whatever, would say like these monkeys had to have been dwelling on it and planning. And planning and planning, and they waited for the right time to bust out of there, and they did yeah. it. And freaking to know that they wanted to kill. Nick, thank Jeez. you for proving my point. It's in our bones that it all goes bad. It is but so in our bones. Could, I, but, <laughs> hey, I don't disagree. I just am. I'm just more on the fascinated side. I, I would just be afraid that shit we side. How, look, okay, let's, my, let's look at this in a in a utopia form. How. Think of all the great stuff that we would. We already enjoy the luxuries of an intuitive smartphone, like our work days are easier. And, and right. Just these things, like the accessibility well, to be able to communicate. I don't know that they're, they're easier. Things. They're more productive. So there's a, the expectation of what your output is is much higher than it was in 1952. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay. Because yeah, the technology. Fair. So, you know, if you're punching a clock, the workload that you have nowadays while technology may make it easier the output that you have is exponentially greater well i think i think they can make more cars today in an hour or whatever it is the tools at hand have have not scaled they've increased exponentially past the scale so let's say 500 years ago where you're like this hammer works way better than that rock on a stick i was using yeah. That the the tools available for somebody to do a job now it's way past that. Like it's almost you know, let's say it was yeah. a one to one before. It's now definitely it's a, like made a it four easier. to one. It's definitely made it easier. But I don't think that I don't think the output has has scaled as fast as technology has increased. Yeah, maybe not, but it's it definitely has though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I you know, I don't I think it's gonna like take some huge breakthroughs in technology and science to get us to where we're thinking about you don't have to maybe maybe in the future it looks like you don't go to work you just go sit in a quiet area in your room in your house and you just sit there and you think through all this stuff what about where it's like i gotta send an email email sent email came back and then you know what i mean like it's not it's no your no your ai does it you don't even have to be there you can be be at the golf course or at the beach sure it's gonna overcrowd some places but where do you get to a point to where it's 
okay, Todd's AI, Tony's AI, Nick's AI, they're doing their job. Well, maybe we just pay someone who has 100 AIs. And then we don't have to pay them 100 times the salary that we were going to pay Nick, Todd, and Tony. Sure. We only have to pay them 50, 50 times well, the salary. It becomes a business. Right? When now all of us are like, man, I wish, I wish people didn't do that person anymore. person with the most AIs wins. Yeah. The thing is, once once you get to a universal basic income, it most likely will have to do with your contribution to society in some way, right? Like you'll have to do some good, probably, right? And you can yeah. have the potential to get. Do you think more we money. see that? Do you think oh, yeah. we see oh, that yeah. in our lifetime? It's not even probably a few elections away from having to be like one of the hot topics. Yeah, especially with this with AI advancing like it is, and them saying like they're not going to hire people. Yeah, it'll be imperative that like people get put to work for certain things that. Like I said, make our, you know, society better if it's like so that becomes planting social, trees. It's like and socialism, doing. though, right? No, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily think it's like a great idea, except for because I think like in, you know, what I mean, if you're giving people and they don't have to do anything yeah. for it, right? It kind of just increases yeah. everything that much more, right? Maybe maybe we become humans just do entertainment. Well, like definitely. we have unlimited time. We have podcast every night. It's not Wednesday nights yeah. anymore. It's Sunday through Monday, or Sunday through Saturday nights. Every night we're in here doing this, and it's like, well, if, what else do you have to do? I got to wake up tomorrow and yeah. drink another case of high noons. I got to make sure the robot's blades are sharpening. I got to go put the gas. robot is sharpening its I, blades. I got to go put mowing the lawn. I got to go put gas in the robot. Yeah. I'll be right back. Our That's society becomes do. like a service industry, like for everybody, right? Like if I want to be at an all-inclusive resort for a week, chances are, like I go and enjoy a week. Well, what do I do when I'm back well maybe i serve people do you, at that place for a week you know you, what i mean like you would you just out of principality like give your ai like a huge dong <laughs> you'd be like i got to it serves zero purpose Did, what would angie need me for hey. but just just <laughs> out right. of just That's out of right. principality like this guy's thing's dragging on the ground well not a huge dong probably right it's like a third leg right hey. you're like just hey. for fun because my robot's the man <laughs> how'd you like that that uh video i sent you're like i'm at work <laughs> send me these things i thought that was hilarious well that's what i said too whatever yeah. this chat thing's got me so productive right now you guys not you guys not saying anything i'm getting so much shit done uh, i was like that makes so much sense hey so the monkey thing though once the Neuralink has got him talking right so that's what freaks me out more than ai is like sure if we get that in there and they can start actually verbally probably through like some voice thing right but they start speaking english or whatever language and we decided to like put guns in their hands and fight our battles then i'd be freaked out you never want to do that because not only can they fight with the guns and shoot them they also are like way better physical fighters because they can like rip dicks dicks off and shit (laughs) you know look out like that's the scary part the army rips dicks off and they want to eat them everyone hide And it's not like octopus. It's not like smoked octopus. <laughs> They're coming octopus. for our dicks. Everyone <laughs> Just, they can't make nut cups and jack straps fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> you see these weird... Be like, hey, I got my AI making nut cups. He's on our team. You have these weird <laughs> spikes in markets you never saw, like, athletic supporters. Whoever saw that coming. It's like the... It's like the dick, the dick slaying armies on its way. Everyone put your cuffs on. Oh my god! It'd be more like the chast- chastity belts. Just, You'd have to lock, that's lock right, it up. Lock it You're up. Like, You're not ripping it off. Me. He made, he said, I love that, Nick. He, 
<laughs> These robots goes, are fueled by Popeye's goes, chicken. Wait till and they wait, wait till they can speak English, and they then we put guns in their hands. Then we already know they're better physical fighters. They can rip dicks off and stuff, and they like to eat them. They have unlimited strength. They're fueled by dicks. <laughs> I gotta have another you, one. Hey, <laughs> this is this is going too good. Hey, will you grab my, me a lime bubbly down there, yeah. the green one? Hey, remember when I sent you that one picture of that monkey that was like touching Should that we bicep? Do a fireball. Let's Ooh. go. Lem- Lemoncello. Send it round. I'm sorry, oh, did you want the other one? You want the other different one? No, it's what I want. Oh, okay. The uh. That video I sent you where that monkey was touching that bicep. Yes. And then, and then the guy moves away or whatever, and the monkey's got, like, yeah. the boner or whatever it was. Riker, <laughs> Riker was sitting by me when I was looking at that, and he, like, looked at it, and he just died. I mean, he's like, he just laughed his ass off. It was hilarious. <laughs> what if, he's right at that age. Yeah. He's like, what's going on here? <laughs> what, if, what, if we, what if we unleash, like, just this robot army, and they have, like, some weird, like, like, they just have this craving for, like, chicken mcnuggets or something like that like we didn't know like what these robots are like they can't get enough they can't get enough curly fries and they just like they're storm the world and just bankrupt us of curly fries or just like junk food or something where you're like who would ever thought robots were interested in that and they're like they're like get out of my way i need all of it it's like Oh what shit! There were slaves to making like nerd ropes. As long as stuff. as long as they don't want steak tacos from Casa Tequila, if, oh, I'm okay. Doomsday scenario. <laughs> then we're They're done. like, we're here for I, all your steak tacos I'll and hey dudes. And we're like, fuck! I'll just show up with the white flag. <laughs> yeah, I submit. You're my master. I don't care. Yeah. Just save me a couple tacos. Rip man. my dick off and eat it later. Let me have a taco. <laughs> <laughs> Who runs Border Town? State Tacos runs Border Town nowadays. That's whatever it takes to appease the mechanical overlord. Can't, I can't wait. To, I can't wait to cut this segment up and put it on social media. <laughs> I can just see. I can just see Chad's like, I'm gonna listen to this podcast for once. He gets five minutes and he's like, Nope, done. <laughs> yeah, all set. <laughs> I knew it. I knew I was in for this shit. <laughs> Gosh, that just makes me gag. I mean, I'm oh, good day, mate. Being so long <laughs> day, without mate. having it, I just couldn't imagine putting that back. Ooh. What if robots like are fueled by fireball? Well, there's always hot. Hey, damn. I got. I think I. Oh, do they even make that anymore? Hot damn! Yeah, a I think so. Cinnamon schnapps. I had, yeah, I had two warm, damn, two topics since Tony. Are we through? Year three, right? Sure. We had AI. We talked about the UFO yeah. thing a little bit. Yeah, I'm. I've one, got. I got one. I'd like to bring up too that we brought up before. But go ahead. One, initially, I think we talked about this before though. But like the uh, the idea thing. I read the book most way through it that Rick Rubin, big producer, or whatever it is for Red Hot Chili Peppers, System of a Down, like all these people that have made yeah, yeah. like crazy songs. There's a part in there or whatever where he says, and I know we've talked about this before, but it's like anything that is possible in terms of ideas has always been available like here on earth, whether it's way back 2000 years ago or whatever, but like the possibility of the iPhone was already there. Right. Right. Yeah. But obviously no one at that time could have like reached out and like thought of it or done it. Sure. Caveman could have been like, here's the code for iOS. And then like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It could have been. Yeah, they could have, but but it was just, it wasn't the time. So I, 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 had thought about this and I know we had mentioned it before, right? So you guys have heard that, right? Like I said, these ideas yeah. are all, every idea that is possible, is, it, it exists. It's just 
when it's time for the taking, someone will grab it out, whatever. Sure. But you then I was listening to this thing. other guy talking about collective conscience, like conscious, and how, like, we as a society, if we can, like, domino effect more minds to think in the same way or about things, like you were saying, like, make a movie about it, right? Well, if people see something like that and they find it, like, those things then cause us to think different and reach out and grab those ideas that we once thought weren't possible. And it made me think back to, like, I want to say it was, like, 19, had to be, like, 92, 3, 4, somewhere in there. But remember Wayne's World? Yeah. The movie Wayne's World. Oh, yeah. Remember they, like, please, basically... Please tell me this is going to the Twizzler Dome. <laughs> no. This is going to the song Schwing. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. A song Queen. that Queen had done well before Wayne's World had came out, right? For sure. But... I remember every radio station, like, and to me, I was like, I was watching the video on MTV all the time, and I loved the song, right? But I wanted to have that song so I could listen to it whenever I wanted. And so my way of doing that back then was while I'm laying in bed, I'm probably at this point, I'm in like fifth, sixth, seventh grade. I don't have a computer, right? We don't have, I don't think I got my first computer at our house until I was like a freshman or sophomore in high school. Internet wasn't a thing. In that at that time frame, early nineties, right? Yeah. Like no internet at my house, no, not even the burp, 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 you know weird Do you have shit. A pocket rocker. But anyways, I would sit up at night after like my mom said, "Hey, go to bed" or whatever it was. But I'd sit up at night listening to one hundred seven point three, and waiting, and ho- and trying to stay awake for that until song. that song. And as soon as it would yeah. come on, I would just smash the record on my tape deck thing or whatever, yeah. and I'd hit record so I'd have the song where I wanted it, right? And then I would I had it. But I remember specifically, I was like laying in my waterbed or whatever, and I remember thinking to myself, like, man, like, wouldn't it be, I didn't understand, I didn't have the idea of a database or whatever, but I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if someday there was just like, on my radio here, like, there was just something like I could like, have it play the songs I want to play when I want to play them. Yeah. I had no idea though to comprehend or even know, because at that point, I didn't even have I didn't even have my first discman with the, I didn't even understand MP3 or Nothing. digital music or anything. Yeah. But I was already thinking the idea of and because it was me who wanted that. I mean, how many other kids out there were trying to record their songs from the radio? Right. And so the collective conscious, everybody is thinking this isn't convenient, and so we just we continually like strive for sure the you know what I mean. And the fact that like I'm a third, fourth, fifth grader or whatever, like thinking like that it's possible maybe that someday. We'll have every song we want at our fingertips. And then here we are. You know what I mean? It took however many years, but it's there. But my mind had the idea and thought this would be great. Listening to what you're saying. And that can go the other way. I would would paraphrase it as what you're talking about is imagination. And as you get older, you lose it because you're you're handcuffed. You have a ball and chain of the idea that that can't You're going to a job. You're going to this. So, yeah, Yeah. at a a younger age when you have just this just wild mindset, you don't understand that there's these these constructs and these obligations Mm -hmm. that you have to get after in life that stop you that say, I can't do that. As a child, you don't know that. You're like, I I want to do that. That's why people are like, what if there were pink elephants? Well, that's r- ridiculous. You can't make a pink elephant. Get, you know, you need to worry about. You got to pay taxes. Yeah, and you, you need, go to, you need to go buy a house, and you need to like have a family and stuff yeah. like that. And then your 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 brain, like that, that freewheeling enthusiasm of what could be, mm-hmm. just gets put put in the corner, 
because you got to open up your mental bandwidth to do what everyone else yeah. has to do every day. Yeah, so yeah. You know, it, imagine if imagine if yes. this world was ran by 6-year-olds. Nothing would match. Everything would be crazy. It's like it would be like like the Lego movie when Diplo <laughs> When the when everything the, when is the, awesome, yeah, when like when like the crazy <laughs> everything when, is awesome. When the younger <laughs> sister comes in and like nothing's built like it's supposed to be, and this is wild. It's like that doesn't make any sense. These ideas don't make any sense. The idea that you could have at your fingertips a selection sure. of music of whatever you want to do that makes zero sense in the world of here's a tape that has eight songs on one one side, and you put it into this thing and it comes out. Well, right. that's pretty good. That scratches the itch of okay, I can get, I can have access to this, but that's as far as you can go. It's like you get, you get put into these silos of what can happen, and you accept it as that's all that can happen. Mm-hmm. When the the real reality is, what you what you're dreaming of can't happen. But they, but you got to kick all these people that are going to say no out of the way. With, there's well, so many people so, that are going to say no. So I, li- there's a guy I follow on social media. Um, his name is Nick Sar something. I don't know. Great I follow guy. him. Nick S. Instagram. What it is. Cool. Anyway, he is two, he is huge S, huge proponent of like dreaming big, right, and having big dreams and going after and writing down your goals and all that other stuff, right. That's where I came up with all like the goal sheet. Have been super diligent on that. Me neither. Not, I tossed great. my goal sheet right but, in the trash can. <laughs> but <laughs> no, was, I still have it. That was I still ridiculous. It. It's still thinking. sitting on the my my in my car. But the the idea is, he's like, hey, when you're a kid, you're dreaming of going to the moon and this and that, and then you get into society, and your your dream becomes smaller because the the you feel like your time is smaller, and so it shrinks that gap. Instead of just continuing to reach and dream big, even when you're forty or fifty or thirty five or twenty three or whatever. And he's just what you said. As a kid, you have the whole world in front of you. So you think of these wild things and you don't have any responsibilities. But then as these responsibilities start weighing on you, you you begin to go, all right, well, my goal is this, but I only have time to get to here. So you bring your, you draw it back and you keep drawing it back. As you get older, you keep, you draw it back and this is acceptable and that's acceptable. And so you lower the amount that's acceptable to you and his whole thing is don't do that keep going after it because if you don't lower it and you're striving to hear and you still only get to hear if you keep lowering it you're you're never you're gonna get way further even if you don't get to that high goal or that high dream so it's exactly what you just said as a kid you're dreaming oh pink elephants sure like oh you know you're gonna have uncle timmy who's like that doesn't exist get to work yeah. Go mow lawns. Yeah. Go do this, which yeah. isn't a bad tactic, but don't lose the idea of having a goal and dreaming big and thinking, my, my thinking main, things can happen. My at main any point age. was that it is like not necessarily like to dream big as much as I was to say if if something is important enough to think about, right? And a lot of people start thinking about it. I feel like we're all kind of a bunch of antennas that, like, as a collective conscious, we will make those things happen. If something is worthwhile to think about chances are it's possible. It's not like a dream that people are like, like, oh, this fictional thing. Like if Elon Musk wants to go to Mars and he convinces enough people that we should go to Mars, there's a good chance that we're going to get there. Here's right. A, right? It's, well, it's going to happen. But call, look, hold on. Let me interject sure, real quick. Sure. 
Call me TK, but that could work in the opposite direction as well. You get a collective bunch of people that want to take this to a that want to believe that they can do things to take over the world or do things and their mindset is correct. Anything. It can be what most people would think is wrong. Yeah. And 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 whatever. So it I I don't I'm not disagreeing with the concept of a bunch of people moving in the same direction has a little more weight and gumption and thought process and and things happening. I I agree. It can go it can go the wrong way too. The people who are thinking wild and crazy ideas but can't get buy in appear crazy, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. They always appear super crazy and wild. And then something happens and something starts, you know, I remember we talk about Bitcoin and stuff here and there, right? But I remember when it came out, how much of a joke these people were in 2008 doing this stuff. Like between 2009 and 2010, 11, like nothing at all. This was like this joke. Like, what do you mean? You can't even touch it and whatever this thing is or whatever. Now you couldn't replicate the computing power network or whatever that is Bitcoin for a trillion dollars. Are you familiar with PayPayCoin? Yeah. Explain how that happened. Meme coins are going to pop up all the time or whatever. It's just, it's people who just, they just go nuts and shit. I don't know the exact time frame, but the meme. And it'll crash. Is that what you're saying? Was that somebody took $3,000 and turned it into $3 million? Yeah. All based on what? Nothing. That's meme. That's total meme coin. That's that's what. Okay. That's totally different than Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a decentralized network of computers worldwide. Hear me out here. From somebody who's not in a crypto environment and is not educated and is mildly ignorant to a you know a crypto um, structure, where on one hand you have what well, may be some legitimacy to some platforms, you have tenfold platforms that absolutely undermine everything that could ever have happened with that. The difference. Like, how do you change that tide? How do you get people to say, like, okay, this is okay, when you have one that, okay, look, this is good, and then you have ten where it was like thousands of people got robbed of all of their money. It's, this is a this is not something that you can compartmentalize and say, okay, that doesn't apply to here. Well, right now it does. It's because, smaller scale than you think, though. Like in those in those areas where those meme coins are busting out and stuff, it's a lot of people throwing fifty, hundred, two hundred bucks at it or whatever, and making that have, market cap fly up on something that was worth fractions when of a you cent. Have, when you have sure. finances that have been around, <clears throat> and a currency structure that's been around for hundreds of years. And we can't even manage that correctly. What's to say that let's go try something new that no one's had any practice on, relatively speaking, and say let's do that. I just don't see how it's ever going to pick up. Like we can't even figure out to use the system we've all agreed upon now. And now everyone, let's go use this new system that I tell you it's going to be better. But every other day you hear this went terribly wrong for people. Do you know? Like who, sell that to the person who's not part of the, the community. Do you know who hates Bitcoin? Who? People who want to control people. Okay. Fair enough, Nick. Right. But what I'm saying is I'm asking, I'm not asking for that niche answer of this is why this is going to work. I'm asking you to sway the masses of why this will work when 
you have things like mainstream media, you have the established finance community that are going to say, this is a terrible idea. How do you swing? We're not talking about this works. This works for this works for a bunch of people. The established, though, is the, failing. Well, fair enough. Tell me how that works. Tell me how you take everyone, where you take 100,000 people, you take a million people that are the crypto community, and you scale that to $7 billion. Well, Because maybe this is the hit. Maybe this is what the conversation that hasn't happened. How do you make that happen? How do you take 7 billion people that are like, this kind of works for me. Yeah, it sucks at times, but it kind of works for me. And say, abandon that and go to this. When 1 out of 10 works and 9 don't. It's a hard sell. Like I'm by no means saying crypto doesn't work. I don't know. I don't know that it works or it doesn't work. I, you know that it works. But the the average person doesn't. I'm trying to, I want to think of the best, like, example. So, like, imagine, like, our, just our whole monetary system right now being a fiat currency, which is backed by nothing because we went off the gold standard, right? Like, there's been improvements, say, to the outward appearance of what we do, right? You have things like Venmo, Cash App. Like, these are all just outward things. They don't solve anything under the hood. Like they're doing nothing to the financial system under the hood, except on the outside, they're like glossy and like, sweet, look at, I can text you money. But they didn't address the fact that like you can print money into oblivion, right? You can just keep letting the money printers run or whatever. And the Fed can just keep injecting and injecting and doing all that. So the fact that they're not solving the problem of like what's under the hood of that thing and diving into some better monetary policy, it's the Bitcoin monetary policy that has you know, a block every 10 minutes, that's a transaction that's happening. They're producing it's something like 900 a day right now. It'll go down to 450 in March. Well, so point is, is these miners are incentivized to do that, but the monetary policy is fixed. So you, you basically are getting something that's considered digital gold because you know that there'll never be more than 21 million of them. No one out there can print more or do anything else. And it's, Set in stone. Every 10 minutes, another block happens. Another 6.25 Bitcoin get issued out to whoever mined that block and they get it. So whatever it's worth today, that miner, however much they spent in electricity, they pay their bills or whatever, but 6.25 right now is worth about 180,000. So you're doing pretty good, right? If you if you use more than $180,000 of electricity, I mean, you got to kind of offset that, but they're incentivized to continue to run this powerful network. That's not. That's the under the hood change, though. What I'm saying that eliminates the ability for that. You don't need to get rid of, like, there won't be a. We can still work side by side. It's like, imagine like when computers came out, typewriters still existed, right? Well, they can run simultaneously together for a while. At some point, people will realize, like, things are digital now. Like this fiat currency scam or whatever, to where they can just you know, run out of money and bail out banks and do all that stuff. That's going to yeah, end. But what if typewriters weren't just to create a document? What if typewriters were the way that you manage your household or the way that you got compensated <clears throat> for work or the way that you went on vacation or the way that you chased your dreams? It's not just a this one thing. Cryptocurrency is almost an idealistic form of an answer to a problem that our entire system is built on. 
everything is built on the way that currency is set now. So to take, okay, here's the fix to currency, that's fine. You're basically just saying we're no longer using this object to do that. We're using this object. You can't just force plug that into everything else that's built on the old way from you know it's not from forced, budgetary though. standards huh. for a for a government to the way that society operates there's so it's so deeply rooted in hundreds of years of us operating that way you can't just unplug that and say okay we're gonna jam this one in there you can't just take a tesla battery and jam it into a diesel locomotive and say this is gonna work now because this is the way we create power yeah, but that's so, not how it works. So that's not how this I'm using is set an exchange. Up. I'm using an exchange to trade my dollars at the current dollar value to dollar cost average and buy more Bitcoin, right? On something I believe is going to appreciate over time because of its monetary policy. That you believe. Exactly. And other people who obviously believe the same thing. Okay. Point is, is it is basically right now, Bitcoin isn't really a currency. It's technically a commodity it's like it's property well, it's an I, asset well what i was gonna say is is because it's limited it, that's that's where the value comes in yeah right just standard economics right but, you're just supply but, and demand yeah, but it could never be it could never be the standard currency because it's limited and no. you don't know how many people so so are you saying the value would just increase because of the limited value. So, so point, you know, you might have a salary of 0.5 Bitcoin a year at some point because it's worth again, whatever. Again, you will still, you could just split it off, split it off, split it off because you, you're going to have, so if you have 21 million Bitcoin and you have 7 billion people in the world and how many people earning income, Take into consideration, so like right now, one, I, bi I, one Bitcoin is worth $29,000 today. Sure. Right? <clears throat> How many people are ever at this point already where we're at have the ability or chance to ever have one? It's, it's slipping through, sure. through their fingers as we speak, right? Like there will be a time where it won't matter. You won't even care if you have a full one or not. Because that's what if I, the that's, value, if, if all that's it what, takes... That's what I figured. Exactly. So say. all it takes for, you know, it once if Bitcoin's somewhere around, if there's a trillion dollar market cap, right, of money in the yeah. good or whatever for Bitcoin, that's around like a 53 or $52,000 Bitcoin, right? Well, they always compare it to gold. Well, gold right now has a $7 trillion market cap. Okay. So if Bitcoin gets to $7 trillion, you're looking at something like around like a $250,000 to $300,000 per Bitcoin, each Bitcoin, though, is divisible by one hundred millionth of itself, right? Which that, is called okay. a Satoshi. See, so eventually, that's when, exactly when, when what stability, I stability, I didn't know that was true. But. but when stability happens over time, right? When it does get to a point where it's like you have, whether it's through jobs and your four hundred one ks, you're you're allocating and you're buying Satoshis or whatever, and they're just going in that's such a high level. There's a chance, potentially, ten years down the road, that you could price things. In Bitcoin, but I don't think that's really like the okay, push yeah, and the let movement. Me, mm -hmm. Let me let me interject here. That is what I, I didn't know. I'm a little ignorant too, and I thought that's what mm. would be this, the case. This question might, I mean, it's going to answer my question, but you guys can refute this. What's the value of Bitcoin? In terms of what? You tell me. 
What's what do you what do you what do you figure out the value of a Bitcoin for? One like what? one Bitcoin is worth one Bitcoin. Okay. So what's like how much is a Bitcoin worth? Today I could trade it for twenty nine thousand dollars. That's the problem. Until you cannot say until you look at me dumbfounded and say one Bitcoin is one Bitcoin. Like when you ask me what's a dollar worth, I'm like, it's a dollar. Do you I'm know what a like, dollar is worth today? I'm not like point two nine of a you know, yeah, of but a it, sack of yeah, but, acorns. No, but, never. It is the they're, they're no. the common denom the derivative of a commodity is currency. But your currency is dollars. What they don't show you though is that you don't realize that your dollar isn't the same every day. That's it doesn't I, matter. That's what I was gonna it say. It, that's fine, but like that per- TV perceptually, it doesn't change. A dollar's still a dollar. This one dollar. If I was Todd, were Todd, are you ever like you owe me point zero seven nine bitcoins, or you owe me one third of a TV, or you owe me two days of hard labor? No, no, it'd be like you owe dollars. me five dollars. Yeah, yeah, but that five dollars until. So- so let's say it it's was fair, baseball fair, look, cards. Look, we used to buy, buy baseball look, cards for fifty cents hard, a pack. Hard, hard value wise, I don't, I don't disagree with you. But until you change the idea that you owe me five dollars to you owe me two sacks yeah. of peanuts or you owe me well two bitcoins. That's what, that's what that Nate, has changed. That's what Nick is saying. Never change. It's only so, never so my bitcoin. My bitcoin never needs to come back out into dollars. I'm sure it doesn't. It can go and into any form like, of currency. That's, that's fine. That is totally fine. And I. Respect it. I get it. But until you change that, what does it take to change the idea of we are no longer saying this unsubstantiated piece of paper that's got a one on it is no longer the idea of what we're what we're exchanging with, and it's now this new form of currency, but- which is a digital value. Until everyone can make that delineation in their mind, we're sticking no. with the dollar. Just, there'll be many. That works. No, there'll be well, many forms. You, there'll be lots to choose from. Say, he did, he, not, he no, didn't say it there was, will not be until you change hold, everyone's mind. Let me mm-hmm. let, hold on though. He, he being Nick <laughs> said it's not a currency, and it's and he he doesn't believe that that's the actual form. It's another form of trade. It's a store of value. It's a store of wealth, right? It's a, it's it's a it's it's there's value to it, like there is with land. When we why trade we, land. Why don't we trade in pelts anymore? Well, we people do trade in that way. I mean, people trade. You got things. To, if you gone to the gas station and said, "Here's nine pelts. I'll take thirty gallons of gas." No, no, not in business, but That's, on the street. What, this, I'm, I'm okay. Maybe we're people, talking about people, two different things. Maybe I'm talking about globally accepted way of being able to say this is how i'm going to operate no, every day value Maybe you guys are talking to, about something else. there's value to anything like real estate sure you right? could you could operate and be like hey todd always pays in land i no, got a hectare no from, it's not from that you're for, missing the point i think and maybe i am let me let me i'm gonna nick correct me if i'm wrong here he nick is 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 investing in something like real estate that is that there is a limited amount of that he feels is going to go up in value, especially if we okay. So you know what I mean. So if there if there's only a limited amount of water on Earth, which clearly there's not, but if there was, it would be more valuable than going to the grocery store and buying a 
case of it for two dollars okay so he's investing in just like i like to invest in real estate he's investing in bitcoin because he feels like that value is going to go maybe from twenty nine thousand to fifty thousand or a hundred thousand because there's a limited amount of it and when it's all mined up then it could go the other way depending on what other pops up but it could think- but it could also i'm not saying i'm not speculating either way but what i'm trying to get at is i feel like your argument is it's trying to take over for the dollar and i don't think correct me if i'm mm-hmm. wrong i don't think that's what nick is saying if you were to talk to somebody who collects baseball cards would you talk would you think that's a sound financial investment they bounced back Recent years, they've bounced back. Tell me why. Tell me how this is not the same. But let's talk about stocks and bonds and all the like. Like you invest in those, and those values go up and down. There's only a certain amount of shares. Do you trade on a daily basis? Do you go to the gas station and say, "Here's three shares of Disney"? He he's not saying that's what he's gonna do. He's talking about. I mean, am I wrong here? Are you talking about cryptocurrency replacing the dollar? No, that's no. what I was just trying to tell so you. That, so they always coexist, cryptocurrency and the dollar. I don't it's, think always, but I think like I mean, eventually it, they it's don't. Only, no, I'm saying I think other things will though. So like right now you have other stable coins that mimic the dollar. I think and what we we're have, trying. Okay, we have look, central, I, think, I think what this whole conversation is is the legitimacy of a cryptocurrency versus the dollar. That's fine. If cryptocurrency is like stock, is like real estate, is like baseball cards, is like bananas, I don't, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it doesn't replace the dollar. The dollar is not That's... going anywhere. If cryptocurrency is the answer to an ever lower valued dollar, let it rip and convince everyone why. I just don't see it happening. It's not going to happen because it's not the same. It's something else. And when you have, yeah, this is a great investment. As an investment property, sure, cryptocurrency is great. I get it. That's fine. It's speculative investment on its what it's the determination of its wealth is everyone's acceptance of its wealth. Hmm? The dollar there's you don't have to I don't give a shit if you believe this $5 is worth $5. I'm going to go to Sunny, I'm going to slap this on the counter and I'm going to get whatever for it. That's that's the the power. That's the strength of what we've all already agreed upon. Yeah, the system sucks. Yeah, it's probably going to erode and rot and cause all kinds of chaos. It's an ever-changing system of let's tweak it a little bit, let's raise debt ceilings, let's somehow save the day one more time because the system didn't work again. We found another way that this doesn't work, so we got to tweak it a little bit. But you're talking about hundreds of years of practice of us running headfirst into a wall and finding this the fails in this system and to say like okay crypto is the way to go because i think maybe maybe the point i'm coming from is maybe a more populous opinion of crypto of is this the replacement to the dollar fair enough if it's not but maybe the narrative that's being imposed on the layperson is that it is. And if you don't invest now, if you don't start shoveling coal into this machine, you're going to be left out on the street. <clears throat> when it's a it's as volatile as stocks, as 
Real estate's a little more sound, but even it has its ups and downs. If it's an investment property, okay, call it like that. But right now, it's wearing a shirt that says, I'm replacing cash. No, I mean, people aren't spending to you, like that. But you're knee-deep in the community. To the average person, that's how I feel. Well, there are ways, well, it's right? it's not easy. It's not, like, easy, and there's a huge learning curve on how I'm to... I'm not saying it is. Look... Huh? You're talking to an you uneducated. Know lot, you know a lot more. You're talking than to most an people. uneducated crypto person that's asking why, and I, you're coming <laughs> from an educated crypto person that says, "Duh." Well, I know. I, <laughs> I just. Don't know. I feel like I have all these good answers or whatever, and you're not biting on any of them. Like the only like one example I could think of like where this works, and I've said before to you that like it's not necessarily like even though I think the U.S. is stupid with their monetary monetary policy, and if they're going to continue to print. It's good to have a little Bitcoin because it do, will go up with, as they print. It'll go up. Nick, do you think I'm an intelligent person? Yeah, very. Imagine having this conversation with someone you didn't think was an intelligent yeah. person. They're going to be well, even more like... I'm questioning my you're, intelligence. You're, um, they're they're going to look at you like, no no so, way, no way, no, never, never, ever. Let me yeah, give, but that doesn't mean anything. Let me give you this example, though, of why... <laughs> maybe maybe uh, It doesn't bother me. I don't even pay attention to that shit. I might have uh, told you guys this example before. We're out here. The, uh, watch the, news. the Ukraine went Russia, Russia invaded, right? And those people yeah. needed to leave or other countries where people would get uprooted from where they're at, right? If you're storing your wealth in the native currency in these like Zimbabwe and other places where hyperinflation happened and all of that stuff, you're at the mercy of that going on, right? So what happens is say like all of a sudden they're like, hey, we're taking everybody's money. We're stopped all bank withdrawals. Everything's happening. You're stuck with what you have or whatever. But if you were able to pull your wealth off into cyberspace mm-hmm. and store it in Bitcoin, you can go find asylum or whatever in another country and start pulling as you need it, your Bitcoin into the currency of choice in that place. So bringing it with you and taking it. So it's like Digital gold, right? So like, it's like you have your wealth in gold, which a lot of people would agree is a good idea. Instead of bagging up. But gold isn't good because you couldn't carry all your gold. But with this, in this network that's supporting it in a decentralized way, you can take it wherever you want to take it. So your wealth is better off in this type of thing that has a strict, hard monetary policy that's not changing sounds, at all. Sounds great, space right? man. Sign me up. But... I mean, it's funny though because this stuff, saying, this dude, stuff it's happens. Like, it's, so, it's so like, it. like, to somebody who's not in the loop... I don't know. I don't even know where to start. Like Sounds I've got, good. I've got. <laughs> Honestly, I, actually, actually, so <laughs> he's not ready. Definitely, that's I'm ready. I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, ready. I'm ready. I got a pile hey. of cash. Have hey. at it. Make it. Make me. Make me rich. Let's Ugh. go. Make me more. Make me more stable. Crypto. Wow. I want to learn. <laughs> For sure. Break it down to me because what you said was blah 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 in Chinese. I don't understand. He's broken it down six That's ways fine. since Sunday. That's fine, but I don't. What do I do? <laughs> do I just give you a pile of money? Do I go to the bank and say make this crypto? Do I do I put all my money in the mailbox and address it to crypto? <laughs> I don't know. I think someday when I'm sitting pretty, I'll just say, "Hey, why don't you just move in and yeah, you golf with like, me every Nick, day?" You're, Nick, I'll be like, "Nick, you're an asshole. I gave you a pile of money and you did nothing with it for me." I would oh. never do that. Help me. Oh, well, then here, then night. by all means, do you need a routing number? Do you? I don't care. I'll give you all my cards. I'll give you my whole rich He doesn't wallet. get it, but he's ready to buy Holy it. shit. <laughs> he's like, exactly. Run with it. I don't care. I, no. I, I, I just is a foreign language. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'd love to. What I don't want to do is be left. 
out in the dark. Cool. What do I have to do? Quit yelling first. I would... <laughs> the... There's the big. Oh, okay, if you you want a billion dollar idea, you open a store that says, "Bring me your cash. I'll make you crypto." <laughs> and there'll be a line down the fucking block of people like, "Here's a wheelbarrow full of my money, bro. Make you... it digital." Can I? And then you would be rich, and then they would be rich because crypto's gonna blow up. But look, I'm not trivializing I cannot this even, form of I can't wealth. Even, I can't. I can't. But there's this, this like, guy. like this is this is the fucking materialization of me. Like, I don't know. It sounds great. One of my intelligent friends says you should do this. I'm, I'm say, not. I, have I ever I'm said like you this. should do it? No, Nick, never. Nick, I'm like You're this. Massive. I would never. Nick, Nick, I'm like this. I'm intrigued though. Show me how to make money with crypto because I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah. I don't care. I don't know how to do it. That's what you're smart. If you if you're like, hey, I'm gonna building, I'm gonna build a building from the ground up. Where would you go? You'd come to me. I'm a construction manager. I could do that for you. You are savvy in crypto finance. I don't know how to do that. Can you do that for me? <laughs> I would never because why I, not? Because you just said it's I'm a way not, to get rich. I never said it's a way to get rich. <laughs> That may oh, what whatever, whatever it is. I, I don't care what it is. I believe whatever in you're something. selling. I don't care. I'm already buying. Here's all my money. This, this is now. They're so misunderstood. All right, hold on. <laughs> oh my gosh. My right. case for investing right. in it. This is the he future is, of this podcast. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back. Stop talking. I'm gonna go back to. He is investing in it as if it's real estate. There's a value there that he thinks is going to increase over time. So he's investing in it. There's a limited amount of them. And he's going to be able to, like, it has it has versatility as well. He, he said that. He could move to Norway and still draw off of that in the Norwegian Nordic, yen or the whatever the hell it is. Oh, okay, fair enough. I don't know that that's true. But he yeah. could do that the yin t- tomorrow, right? Okay. He doesn't have to carry a bag of gold, check it in the luggage, or any of that stuff. I don't have to do that to go to Norway right now, though. Correct. But you do have to transfer your dollars into the the native thing, which there's a exchange rate for that. He just pulls his stuff off, and here we go. Blah, blah, blah. It's a, it's a digital platform that's limited that should, could... speculatively grow in value from where it is today or where he started to invest. And the reason I would never encourage... But I would never encourage anybody else because I'm taking risk and I'm fully like understanding that every penny I've put in there could go to zero. So you continue to invest in it, but you wouldn't... I wouldn't encourage others unless you're willing to put money in that you are willing to go to zero. I've made peace with the fact that like I am convicted in it and I believe in it, but I'm also willing to say that now I'm I, not 100%. Now I feel totally betrayed. I was just told this is going to make me rich. and now I it's never like, once no, said it would to, make you rich. Now ever. it's going to go to zero. I believe in the technology. Why? doesn't mean it's going to make you rich. Why do I feel like Switzerland over here? Yeah, like uh, you're the peacemaker? Yeah, like I'm like, I hear you. But have I, I said... Have to, I'm, trying, I'm trying to tell you. Hey. And then I'm also yelling at you earlier. But not then. I'm listening to you it's because you guys are stupid. Do you want to hear? <laughs> hey, do you want to hear my meme coin story where I lost a shitload of money? No, I don't. I don't. I don't want to hear the downside. I if it's great, yes, let's go. Yes, I this do. Is, this is let's, good. Let's. Yes, I do. Go on whatever. No. Nope. Yes. Me, 
Yes. You want to hear this? I yes. don't care. Tell me. Look, I'm going to give you $100. Give me 50 Pokemon. I don't give a fuck. Whatever it does. Fuck. I don't give a shit. I don't care. Whatever hey. whatever hey. it's going to take to hey. do not censor me. Hey. Do not censor hey. me. Because hey. I'm going to say whatever I want. Hey. I feel like I'm in a paradigm loop. loop. Did I tell you guys <laughs> I order new golf clubs? All right. Let's hear about this. So, I don't even know what year it was. Probably it had to be about two and a half years ago. Somewhere around 20. 2020, 2021. But I had early on, I think it was right when Robinhood maybe very first put Dogecoin What's Robinhood? on their thing. You don't know, Robinhood is just a, it's like a investing app. Yeah. Okay. Put some money on Swipe and buy stock. I mean, mainly it started off, I was just buying regular just shares, day trading and doing whatever on that. They started putting crypto on and they had Bitcoin first. And I think they had Litecoin and Ethereum and then they started adding some meme coins. So like, I don't know, one day I'd sold some stock. I think I had like some Amazon that like doubled in price or whatever. So I sold a little bit of that and I bought a million Dogecoin for 1600 bucks. I just swiped and there they were. I had the money on the account or whatever. So it was just never left the platform, right? So I just like, hey, let's sit on this for a little bit. I just kind of sat there, went down a little bit, went up a little bit. Then all of a sudden it started like having this like meme coin craze. People started like going nuts and get in and all of a sudden it went up to like twelve thousand dollars so my 1600 went to twelve thousand i was like man this is crazy i'm watching it but just as fast as it went up to twelve thousand it shot back down and it was only worth about like seventy five hundred or eight thousand i think it was seventy five hundred and then it went back to eight thousand it looked like it was going to go back down and so i was like i swiped and took my eight thousand bucks it's like great a month later dogecoin went to like 67 cents my million of them would have been worth six hundred and seventy thousand dollars had I just waited a month, six so I would have been hundred and seventy thousand yeah. dollars. What's the value of it now? Couple six, seven, eight cents. So I mean, still the, the million I had would still be worth about eight thousand. I mean, yeah. it wasn't like a all. I mean, I got eight thousand. I mean, that was good on my sixteen hundred dollar deal. But I'm saying I was a month away from swiping on my phone with my finger six hundred grand. It's crazy. It's that, almost like you're one step kick in the away nuts. from stepping out in front of a car. Being killed. That's a gamble, though, right? That's that's. Well, no, I took the money when I should have, right? Well, I felt good about it, but yeah, I'm saying, not... I'm saying, just knowing I was 30 days away from six hundred seventy thousand dollars, and I had another friend too that kinda, lived in my neighborhood. He's the same thing. He had a bunch too. I kind of like the way Todd's conversation smells right now. It's a gamble. Yeah, you could go. You could go. It's a sad I, situation. No, you well, could go hold on, hold on, hold on. Every day of the week on a roulette table, and maybe, hey, I was one bet away from being. No, a I think that one. Is your is a like that one you knew you were getting into probably to be a quick hitter. Where Bitcoin you're just kinda let me buy more. Let me buy more. I'm saying let me buy more. I'm willing to like take the volatility. Let's let's buy more. Now my philosophy is I'm looking at a ten year minimum. I'm not selling a penny of anything I put any money into whatsoever until twenty thirty. So it has to hit big like that in the meantime. But I'm not selling anything for a loss, and I'm not selling so anything about, on minor shit. So what about Ethereum? Doesn't that have a blockchain that's like mm-hmm. kind of like legit? Oh yeah, for sure. That's it's where like so, the art is traded. But again, right? what differentiates Ethereum from that is they have a core group of developers who are continually working on it, right? So Ethereum, you feel is legit. Ethereum is legit, but what you're doing is you're you're still participating in. 
the future of what it will look like down the road when they actually get these smart contracts going and the other stuff. It currently gotcha. it currently trades and does a lot of things. It has functionality because when people are buying those NFTs and other yeah. things like yeah, that, yeah, that's where everything like went it was on that blockchain. But right? it was causing, you know, what I mean, it was. You know, it cost two hundred dollars worth just, of things. It just hit me. Nick's trying to explain fire to a caveman into a single celled organism. <laughs> this is how fire works. I'm like, hey. no, it doesn't. <laughs> but <laughs> I was like, fire? I'm interested. I like ice. I like how fire works. I Tell like, me more. I like and I'm to be like, cold. Fire makes zero sense to me. What? But <laughs> Carlos is like Bitcoin, Bitcoin I'm out of here. Bitcoin doesn't have a CEO. It doesn't have a president. It doesn't have anything. There's no one fail area where you can go and stop it or do anything it'll run no matter what you would why, it's, why we, nobody's getting rich that? off it except the people who are investing in you, it you maybe. have to you have to participate and that's maybe why didn't right? bitcoin replace gold as so like the so then standard for well, the dollar well it, it is it could get it i mean i think to a lot of people i mean there's 300 million people probably who believe so what's the, the entire uh, population of the u.s it's global so i mean no i think right now there's probably like about Somewhere around like fifty to a hundred million people or whatever who in the US that maybe have even have any have heard about yeah, it. Yeah, but I would say fifty million people still trade on like what's animal fat and like <laughs> shiny rocks on this planet. <laughs> the only people I listen to people who are way smarter than me and who are way smarter than all of us and they're in the financial industry yeah. and the CEO of BlackRock, I mean, they manage ten trillion dollars in assets. And he's talking about like this is it, like we're participating. Yeah, but, what, but does that? What, uh, does, wait a minute, let me break. If I might, for a second here, does that guy wake up at six o'clock and go to work? Does that guy have kids he has to get to school and still be able to go to work and get home and meet up with his buddies for some beers? He's on a different planet. He's not the same type of person as the average person. But he's about hedge fund investors and managers. They're not like us. But they're not going to waste time putting money in places that isn't going to. Good grow. for them. They're, they're also they're, the people spending weekends on three hundred foot yachts. I'm saying follow their lead. That's because of the money. You really think we're going to get there? Let's be real here. Well, we're not saying we're, I would have been one step be. if I would have kept my doji going. Hey, um, sure, so sure, so but that on. doesn't apply to me. Like I want to get says, back to Ethereum. Like Todd says, I don't watch the news or I don't care. That's the same fact to here. Like who cares? These guys are going to have trillions of dollars. I'm never going to have a trillion dollars. I'm never going to have a billion dollars. There's no such thing as a trillionaire yet. Yeah. But two hundred. I want to get back to Ethereum. spaceships and we ride bikes. It doesn't apply to <laughs> No, no. We started this whole podcast with a freaking spaceship that flew by an airplane in Columbia. Yeah, dream big, but keep full, your feet on the ground. Full, full of drugs. So what about Ethereum? So Ethereum, you said you had made a... I just heard a spaceship full of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> You'd made a comment that uh, Bitcoin has no, you know, there's no like authoritative figure, board, anything that runs it and makes decisions. So Ethereum has that, has a business structure. No, but it has core developers who are manipulating the code still and making changes. So it's monetary, like its monetary policy isn't necessarily set in stone. Gotcha. You're relying on these developers who are still actively working on it and deploying things and doing things to change it and improve it. I mean, their goal is to improve it and make it better. Sure. And it's still running in the meantime and doing its thing, and they're you're utilizing it, but Bitcoin is not changeable. You, the only it's way, like land. 
The only way that an upgrade can happen to Bitcoin is if that a consensus among the miners who are mining it decide that they're going to make this change. I'm not into miners. The problem is, is you have to, you, someone would have to throw this thing out there in the wind and be like, hey, do you think this is cool? Yeah. Then the miners actually have to come across it and then be like, yeah, we do think it's cool. But the thing is, is these miners are dispersed sure. across the globe. They don't know who each other are. I mean, they're running computers. So when it Massive comes, computer farms or whatever. Yeah, that where are they have their own solar grids and stuff yeah. like that. I get it. So when it comes like to a, Ethereum. It's proof of stake. Okay, so is there's but there's not a limited amount they they create more of it the ledger just keeps growing no well it, it was like that after like the last like shang not shanghai but they did this prop 13 whatever it was but anyways when this thing went through it actually became deflationary so as you utilize it now like ethereum is being burned okay like every time something happens. So like over the last like year or so or whatever, like no new have has came into their supply. I think something like three or four mil three or four so million. Has it has its value pretty much stayed the same or it's decreased? No, it's right around two thousand. But yeah. it's been between fifteen hundred and two thousand per For years, yeah. Or I used yeah. to watch it. It was as high as it was almost close to five thousand at one time or whatever. But again, I remember hearing about how much stuff was being like traded on there because the contracts on the blockchain when, yeah. and the proof when it was proof when if it was proof of work and they were actually mining that as well it was going up and it would have continued to go up there wasn't i don't think a cap supply on it whenever you look up most of these cryptocurrencies if you go I'm to not like gonna look up anything if you go to coin market cap or whatever and you yeah. look most of them when they come out i mean they tell you what in their white paper like what their monetary policy is going to be how they're issued they'll yeah. have like a total supply a max supply a circulating supply that you can see. So if like something says like Bitcoin right now says it has a max supply of 21 million. Yeah. Right now you would see the circulating supply at 19 million and some. Okay. So there's only like 2 million left to go. Yeah. But it'll reach that by the year 2140. Gotcha. To find as it keeps having every four years or whatever that is. Because they're decreasing the amount that they But the buy. miners will continue to be incentivized because if think about it this way, if like yeah. if right now to keep the price 29,000, what you need is somewhere around like I think like $30 million per day in the good to mean that's not very much money in a global scale in positive interest, right? So in next March when it halves and instead of 900 per day, it's going to go to 450. If that interest of 30 million stays the same, naturally the price would double because you're only getting 450. So if 30 million still wants Bitcoin at that point, you go from 30,000 to 60,000 like that basically. Right. Because the, the interest stays the same, but right. the supply goes down. What happens so the though? Interest grows, well, what happens though is people grow. will panic and they'll be like, "Crap, this is coming!" And so you're gonna get like another 2024, 2025 moonshot that probably like shoots it to 150, 200 thousand a coin. But that'll just happen because of word of mouth and the craze will happen again, just like it always does. Huh. But I'm at, I mean, they would, the tricky part would be: Is this my time? Do yeah. I sell what I have because it went to 200 thousand, or do I wait until 2028 when it has again and it goes from 450 to 225, and then we see what it shoots up to? And you gotta like that's or the game. Get rid of some and keep yeah, some. And I don't have enough to get rid of some. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. You know, it's interesting. Super interesting. But I'm like, I'm. It's, it's yeah. super To me, it's super not interesting. <laughs> you fucking lost me. I could give two fucks. All right. All Nick. I hear is Nick. All you, I hear is you don't get it. Nick, as soon as you, as soon as you're ready so to have good. a beer, we're, I'm gonna be like on Robin Hood or whatever yeah, going. For sure. 
yep, yep. Adios, Tony, help who asked out. for help, but you're poor and you don't understand, so piss <laughs> off. You understand so much other sure. stuff, but you're just so like, you're like, you know what? I'm stubborn as fuck, and I don't even care. I just think it's stupid. Just beard barrier to I think crypto. It's, I, think it's, I think it's stupid. I think it's a way for rich people to get richer and the average person to be left out in the dust to work 60 hours a week. That could and, be. And Listen, the that value could be. Rich it's the exact opposite Tell me of that. It's, not. it's that the opposite be. of that. Cool. See, but we're super also, accessible we're to also the all person. talking about an investment property, right? I'm just saying, like, this is how it comes off to me. It smells and like. We have risk, here, but we're me. doing it. Why? Whatever. It's freedom, yeah. man. Whatever. Yeah. Like it's it's one of those things. It's like, okay, for the average person, like, I'm interested. What's it? Well this, this, and this. Wait, whoa, 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 you lost me. Well, you don't fucking understand, so you're ignorant. Piss off. You don't get it. That's how it comes across to me. I've been trying to like explain and explain and explain, so I don't feel like it's you... not it's not it's not. I mean the way the, <laughs> the, the language you're talking is a language I don't understand. And either you get it or you don't, and either this is a means of wealth for you, or it's a wow, that's cool. That's an to investment be, to, be, to be quite frank with you. You know, I've had this conversation with Todd before. I don't understand. What I understand is going out and just just grinding hours. Yeah. How do you cross that bridge from somebody who this is how you do it? This you look, if you can't afford it, you learn how to do it. There's a reason why I know how to roof a house, why I know how to side, why I know how to plumb a house, why I know, know how to run electrical through a whole house. Because my whole life, I have not been able to afford to pay somebody else to do it. So I learned how to do it. So I can do it. I don't need to go ask somebody to help me do this. I'll just go do it myself. How do you bridge that gap from being that person to being somebody's like, hey, here's some money and I can multiply what it's worth? It's a solid question. It's education. Yeah, I mean, you gotta like. Said, I only, I only have the conviction I have because I've probably spent well over a thousand hours listening to podcasts and other people talk about it. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, and read a couple books here and there or whatever about stuff. The Bitcoin Standard that I read was amazing or whatever. It kind of just talks about the I'm, history of money. I'm All not th- apt to just waste my time. But where did that thousand hours come from that I was doing something else? Well, I mean, everybody's on a different path. I'm just super curious mean on you why can't I'm jump here on and, and why I'm not there. Well, when you're quoting well, movies or whatever that I've never heard of or seen, right? Like I spent my time listening to YouTube videos. You watched a movie. I, I mean, I get on the treadmill. I listen to that. I get in the car every morning. I mean, I'm plugged in. I got like a regiment of like five different crypto people I listen to. Every minute I'm in the car. So the phone plugs in and it goes. Like I I just do it. I have to. Like I have to listen to BitBoy Crypto's 1130 thing. I have to listen to Altcoin Daily's thing. Like I just don't miss them. But I've been doing that for four or five years now. So, you know, I got interested in Bitcoin when it was about $1,600, $1,700. It's just crazy that like the, the time I spent toiling away, re-roofing a house or doing manual labor that path led me to here but the other path was freed up time to listen to read and investigate those other times it's just it just seems like i was delivered onto a different plan yeah but is is one way wrong is one way better than the other one that's what culture tells you i'm not rich i'm not 
Contentment, man. I'm like, not. You gotta yeah, be content. Ultimate, look, ultimately, at, look around you right now. Ultimately, I'm you're the in one. a room with two dudes who just want to have a good conversation. Ultimately, with. I'm the one who has to have to say if it's okay or not. For sure. Well, my absolutely, a hundred percent for you. Yeah, sure. absolutely. But to to when you start looking outside your walls, it's okay to be reaching for I want that. I may want that. But when that controls your world and you you have no contentment with what's and you can look around and go I can go have a beer with that guy anytime I want or I can I can have a conversation with this person or I have this friend or I have this family like that other people may not have it's all circumstantial and you you have to be content and still that doesn't mean you're not driven to do more we had this conversation about being content versus being complacent. And, and reaching a place where, oh, I'm content, so I'm just not going to grow. That doesn't, I, to me, that doesn't mean that. That doesn't mean, like, if I'm content in my way, that just means I'm not looking at my neighbor going, oh, he pulled in with a boat. I need a boat. No, I don't need a boat. Do I need a boat? No, I don't need a boat. I don't even have a lake to put it on. I don't need a boat. He must have a lake to put it on. Good for him. I'm going to go make, maybe I'll go make friends with that guy. I don't know. But... The point is, is, is in your own window, in your own living room, you need to be able to sit on your chair and feel comfortable. Look around and then get up, go to bed, get up in the morning, go to work, whatever that is. Hopefully you love what you do, at least a little bit. And if you want to invest in crypto or invest in real estate or whatever, or Maybe, you, maybe you're just grinding and you're investing in people and time and your family and you're busting your ass just to be here. That's okay, too. I don't think either one is wrong. Nick's, Nick's, Nick, Nick got on it. He's got a hobby, really. I mean, that's what he just described. While you're doing something else, his hobby is I'm investing into this. I'm putting my time into this. No, no. Well, I had nothing like given to me either so like everything like when i thought of these things or whatever i mean it wasn't like i was like oh i just have this to do i feel like i've taken a shitload of risk you know throwing a lot of like time and effort at stuff or whatever to you know take chances buying the gym like when i did like just working at western or whatever like supervising custodians or whatever is where i was at at the time well i actually started as a custodian while i was getting school there you know Graduated with a business degree, started supervising, then decided while I was supervising to buy the gym, like go $200,000 into debt, try to pay that off, you know, without that failing. We just kind of worked up through Western or whatever. But again, like I think like I was doing like at that point in life, that 2015 time frame or whatever, like I spent from 5 a.m. to 1.30 at Western and then I spent till 6, 7 o'clock at night at the gym trying yeah. to make sure that like, that was going. And that's still like, isn't even like a lucrative business opportunity. It just hangs by a thread, you know? So yeah. it's, so it's not like I'm like, that's not giving me anything. Like I'm in more debt than what I get out of the gym. It's my own private gym to go to yeah. pay, pays the employees or whatever, but it's not like filling my pocketbooks. I was, I'm striving to find other ways and educate myself in, you know, these types of things. I continue to invest in the stock market, like through whatever 401ks and stuff. Angie has a 401k, yeah. Yeah. you know, but I think sometimes like, or whatever, like 
just different stuff and people see things like that or whatever. And even like having conversations, you know, with people like that just assume, you know, like having that gym was like this thing. Like I have, I have $35,000 in treadmill debt before I even bought those treadmills. I think we were somewhere like 55,000 in other credit card and other slash equipment slash whatever. So if I did want to give myself something, all I would be doing is not paying off the debt and giving myself something. Right. So what do I do? You know what I mean? Do I cash a little bit or whatever or whatever? But I enjoy having it, right? And the employees get paid, right? And they have a yeah a great you know deal. And if I don't have to close the doors and the lights can stay on or whatever, I'm going to let it ride because I, li- I like being able to have my own private gym. That's but it's right. not anything that's like, wow, I have all this extra money to throw into crypto. I mean, I've taken way more risk than I probably should have. I put probably like, us in a position at one point or whatever where the stuff was like worth four or five times more than what I have now. And I had to look at that and see that and be like, no, I'm not ready to, you know, cash that money out. I'm just not, I'm stubborn. And I feel like way beyond because of all the research and stuff I know, I felt like, wow, this can go way higher. I got to wait. Right. And then it goes down and I'm like, well, and you know, what used to be worth this is worth four times less now or whatever. And she's just like sunk. Like, but again, still being in the good from what's been invested is great. But to know that you could have paid your house off with what you had gained on all this like cool yeah. risk that you were taking. So I think if I don't stay positive and stay like, you know, as convicted Just, as I am, then, yeah. you know, it's over. And I'm never going to, like I said, I, I'm not going to like nothing right now has made me stray from my thoughts and beliefs that it's the right thing, especially with what's going on in the U.S. now. We've had three sure. of the Large three out of the last four bank failures have happened in the last month. It's crazy. So you know, what I mean, with these crazy? with these companies like going down, banks going down because they were like the Fed is raising interest rates and is like harming these banks, and they continued like just today they raised 0.25 basis points, whatever it yeah. was. So it's like it's nuts that they're still continuing to to do that. So, but, is it wrong for me to think that these? Like bank speculation isn't directly directly correlated to risk and debt management. So like, the that's what I guess that's what I don't understand. To me, I can't if I owe, let's say the mortgage on my house outstanding. Other than that, if I owe somebody five dollars, there is a clock ticking in my head. Of, I got to get $5 to this person. Well, the the issue with these banks, though, is they utilize and use your funds that you deposit. Okay. That's why they have the FDIC insurance, right? So when those interest rates were hovering around zero, like they went and took medium, medium to low risk investments, right? They okay, put these... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about like, okay, risk. Okay, let's say you're... Let's say you have a, let's say you start a business and you go, you go two, $200,000 in debt on this business and this business defaults and you like claim bankruptcy and you as an individual, you just walk away, right? I mean, how does that impact you personally? Well, I mean, I mean, can you kind of cut your ties? I mean, is there legally a way to like, okay, that didn't work. This, some, this company's defunct. Some people could 
would do that. And there is legal ways, I think, that you could right. do that, yeah. Who pays the price for that? The people who you owe money to. Okay. Like anybody. If you go in bankruptcy, then... Right, right, right. But I guess ultimately what I'm getting at is... I feel like somebody in my mindset is the person left holding the bag while everyone else gets to take these high, highly volatile risks of either it's going to work or it's not. And then those people just continue to take risks. And the people who don't take risks, who are on this slow 1, 1 1.5%, 2% return lifestyle of like, look, if I work hard enough, I'm going to be okay. And I have very conservative... I have a very conservative risk profile. There's nothing I couldn't come out of pocket and settle. Because at the end of the day, look, I don't know anybody's shit. Same reason why it's like you you know, you know, you accelerate yourself into like a 15-year mortgage as opposed to a longer mortgage. Because you look, it's been ingrained Boop. in my mind of you, you got to be able to pay these debts off. You need to get to a zero debt all the time. Always, always, you know, operate on a on a balanced ledger. So when you have, when you see, coming from somebody who operates in that air in that space, of a always balance the ledger mindset, then you see other people who take these huge risks and they have huge swings and either they're up or down, but at the end of the day they can kind of cut ties and bail, and leave a whole bunch of debt somewhere. I feel like that debt just gets shoveled onto like where I'm at. In one way or another, either things cost more or it's harder to find a job or you got to pay more for, you know. That's the I, American dream, though, to be able to take that chance. Like, that's that's, that's the, the risk-inclined person's American dream. I know, but like what, like... You can you just described all the stuff, siding and all these things that you can do, right? And your uh-huh. your construction skills. Like what stopped you from having copper's construction? Consistency. But I'm saying though, like if if you were doing your job and then slowly you started, hey, you know what, I'm gonna do this side stuff, eventually I'm gonna get up to this point where it's you know, copper's framing and construction or something. Safety. I'm, but, I'm telling you, consistency. But that's what I'm saying though, is like the person who is unwilling to take the risk, obviously because you might have like, uh, you know, just a moral and ethical reason where it's like, I don't want to do this because I might fail. And if I fail, I don't want to leave all these other people holding the bag. Sure. Right. And I wouldn't definitely want to take any investment from my friends to like support my business because I might let them down. And so you don't do it. But the only people who get to that level and have that, I mean, I think of like friends, Dan Molnar, Ryan yeah. Mott, and these guys, I don't know how well they're doing on the outside looking at them. They seem like they're rocking out. Right? They're putting up houses on lakes and you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Dan's sure. building here and there. And I'm just like, wow, I would love to be that guy. But that's just me looking at it. I don't know how stressed out they are and sure. how right. what it's they're fair. dealing it's with in funds, you know? But like you can look and judge and be like, looks like their life's perfect. But they could be juggling and they could be stressed beyond belief, you know, running sure. from job to job. Yeah, they could be worrying about their employee. Away. Like you just don't yeah. know. But again, like you said, like it looks like super success on the outside. Right, I mean, that's all I see is success. Right. So, I mean, one day, you know, they can say like, "Oh, let it all go." And you're like, "Man, that sucks for all the people they owed money to, or whatever it is." But it's like, what do you do then? Well, for a mindset like that, start over. You know, build yeah. yourself to the top. Yeah. Get to. I mean, they always joke about that joke, but like Trump, like, oh, he's had this bankruptcy and that bankruptcy or whatever, and like, look where I mean, just keeps whatever. 
It's He's working within the framework of what the law allows for you as an American citizen to take chances and do things. And if you get backing and people to support you and boom, all of a sudden they believe in you and it's like, hey, we'll give this guy a chance. Here's some, you know, seed money. Get started on your idea. Let's go, you know? And so like I said, it just takes a certain level. I medium level. Like I always have so many ideas and want to try different things, but I am, I'm somebody who doesn't want to like fail. I don't think it's fun. And I also don't know if I'm like want to grind out that much either. Yeah. But that's why I've dedicated a ton of time to like try to figure out investing in Robin Hood and, and other stuff and like looked for alternatives. Sure. But let's start Copper's Construction. There we go. I want in. Hey, so. I operate on a zero balance, man. So. I don't, I I can honestly say. I mean, I'm always at to. Look, if someone's got a pocket that's empty, by all means, you can take out of mine and fill yours. I'm always at to be, hey. I'll pick up the tab. You know, I'll pressure someone to let me pick up the tab. No. We do it. We do that. I don't know, man. I I just feel like that. I I do it because I hope that, like, it promotes that type of an idea. When you have some, give to everyone else. Yeah. Absolutely. But I mean, I can... I mean, I can attest to, you know, the, and look, it's, it, it's just not how the world operates. You know, you don't get ahead by being nice. You don't get ahead by giving, um, giving more. You uh, get ahead by taking more. I, I don't, I don't, uh, in, in some aspects, I agree with you. I don't know. Yeah. Well, like we talked about like tithing and stuff, right? And I said, yeah. Angie and I were like yeah. trying to do our best to get to the point where we're actually given a true tithe or whatever. And you say you and your wife do. And yeah, like, yeah. that's like kind of becoming something that's like on my heart to do. I feel like that is necessary. And then other people be like, well, that's just crap. That's unnecessary. You shouldn't do that. And what a waste. Why give it to the church? I'm like, it's not about giving it to the church. It's about me being able to release it from myself right like give i don't know yeah it's not give, yeah. i am give it to not an entity yeah but for i'm you giving it i'm giving it to you that a, mission yeah for you in a faithful manner it's you're not get you're giving it to the lord and in faith are assuming it's going to be stewarded well but it doesn't matter but no, as soon as you give it, it doesn't matter. You're right. I mean, I don't care what right. what really happens to it. If I dwell too much on what happens to it, then it defeats the purpose I totally, of like. I no, I I right? totally agree. I don't think about what where it goes or what it does. Like, it's just it's just what we it's just what I do. Well, I need it to fix me because if I sit there and think like, well, I could have a second home, or I could have a Corvette, or I could have another boat. Like, if I sit and dwell on the fact that rather than paying this, I could do that. All I am is just this materialistic heart and mind. Right. That is always going to want the next thing. If you I can't take that, if way. I push it that way, all of a sudden it changes me from being a materialistic person, constantly dwelling on what's next, sure. versus doing this first. All right. So speaking of giving, you're going to give Tony what? <laughs> no. Guys who give is next Wednesday. Mm. Okay. Pushing back our podcast. Should we push it back? Head to head up there. We're heading up there. 
Block it the freak out, boys. Revel and roll. Yes. It'll be the first one I've been at in a couple months. Well, couple you're a member. You give. You need to be a member. I shouldn't say you need to be. You should check it out and see if you should be a member. Sure. You make that decision yourself. Um, <clears throat> and another Nick who used to work for me texted me tonight. You going to be at Guys We Give next week? Next, I say, hey, maybe hey. Should I mention it to John Davis or whatever on yeah on uh, so Friday, Friday when we go. So can we plan on going there at 5, being there till 7, if we're there till 7.30, whatever. We're just going to – I went to one and came back here and we or whatever, and we podcasted. Yeah. So it's we just need to know that once a quarter we have a late – a later podcast. It would be fun to – Talk about who wins and stuff too. Yeah, you, you exactly. find out You find out that night who gets selected. Yeah, and you get to talk to different people. It's great. Yeah, it's great. Sure. What are we thinking? It's revel and roll. It's there. It's five to seven p.m. You know, five. I think that's all what it is. Revel and roll surprisingly has got really good food. Yeah, they got we can good, order good it. They got a private bar there. We're good. Nachos We're good. or wings or something. Go in there. Yeah. So. Are we down for that? Is Saturday at 7 down for <laughs> the guys who give? Let's go. Sure. <laughs> I'm well, I'm I'm going to be there, so I'm I guess I'm just requesting that y'all be there with me and then the I'm gonna pod, come and then the podcast gets pushed back. Nick, you I'll and come I, to support you. You and I, well, you and I, you're you're a member though, right? Yeah. And you and you you and I connected there one night at when it was at Kitchen Six Hundred. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I need to get back in it. COVID screwed it up. I wasn't. Yeah. I got out of it because I wasn't a fan of like doing the virtual stuff or whatever. Yeah. I enjoyed going to Six Hundred Kitchen, especially when I drank. Right. But yeah. Yeah. That's, we had a burger. That's another that reason. Well, that's why I haven't been going to the last few years because I don't. I haven't been drinking, but. That was kind of the fun part. But whatever. It was going the there. It gets giving it, it, Yeah, they pour beer on it, but whatever. You don't have to. It's all good. I got you. Yeah, I'd like You're to good. get back into it. There's a bunch of good people to meet there, too. Yeah. Cool. So let's do that next week. Yeah? Sure. How are we feeling, yeah. how are we feeling about that? I'm sure. Casa Tequila won't miss us, but it's okay. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Casa <laughs> Life will tequila. go on. Life will go on. So you know, some sometimes I just picture them like having some like mariachi like come out on that bridge or whatever and play music over the water or whatever. That'd be great. That would be cool. That'd that be, pond is sweet with all those cool. with all those fish in it. That would be out cool. there feeding them tacos. That'd be cool as hell. They need to build a bigger outdoor patio over that water though. Yeah, like, it's, in, it's, it's just make one, that deck right? bigger. It's yeah. just a tiny. They do something bigger out there. That'd be sweet. Yeah, I don't disagree. So what are we thinking? We rounding out here. Yep. I'm good. Man, I could go on and on. <laughs> that was good. Ta- talking fun fun topics for me now. Man, I'm telling you what, I have lots oh, of wait, things rolling around my brain. Well, I can't let this go. This is just a statement and it could go fast, but how about those Detroit Hawkeyes? <laughs> I, hey, you know what? It, I love Iowa Lions. I love it. I love it. <laughs> they uh they did. They went deep, right? So who did? So who? Minnesota did got Addison. That's that's a weapon. Yeah, for so sure. 
That's that's I was tough. pleased. To you know what was funny is I was listening to the sports radio today, the local like Grand Rapids station that is statewide, and they were talking about the Vikings and the Lions. And we made that bet last week. Oh shit! Well, and what, they, what did we bet? We bet we basically bird dog. Bet, no, it was wherever the other the winners wanted to go. The other person pays, but it that's was just it though? yeah, that's it. I thought it's, we picked a place. <laughs> no, we didn't pick. A, it could be anywhere, okay. but but the uh, um. They were talking about how those two are going to be battling for, and they were like, well, Lions should have won twice this year, but they didn't. And now they've, and and the one guy goes, well, it scares me that they added Jordan Addison with with Jefferson. And he was talking about that. And and he was like, the Lions didn't. Yeah, they, they, they brought some players in, I think, and we'll see what happens. But, yeah, it you, was funny they were talking about that because that's what we talked about. You also, we made a bet. You also might see, though, a different Kirk Cousins, too, because it's kind of like a lame duck year. for like if he, He's like one of those he's contract in a con- year he's guys, in a contract right? year. Yeah. So, I mean, he's either showing out to get picked up by somebody after. Or he's retired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, again, he still wants to go out with a bang, so I'm sure you're going to at least get his all as long as they stay like in the hunt. For sure. He's not a mindset guy that's going to just yeah. mail it in. And he's, I mean, he's what? 35, 34, 5, 6, somewhere in there? No. I don't even think he's... Uh, Kirk Cousins that old? No. I bet he's 31, 2? I, think I mean, he's, Stafford's I think he's 30 only 30. I think he's 34. Stafford's only 30. But no, yeah, I don't think... He, is he that old? So, I think the Lions draft was just weird to me. I felt like they were picking guys that they could have just waited oh, for the next right. pick. He to is get. thirty-four. Dang, he's older than I thought. Yeah, but that's not over the like the guys. No, like, it's not older, old because you got. But he's older than I thought. You're right. Yeah, he's but didn't, when you were watching the draft, did you not feel like the Lions were picking just like they almost like they their first pick was the guy they should have taken with their second pick? And it's like they should have just went and stepped up and got someone a little better with their no. first one. No, they're the only team in the whole league that pretty much consistent can consensus got five guys that were in people's top 50. I don't see, though, why they were picking guys that no one else was going to pick ahead of their next pick. No, no, the jet, the Jets, they said at 15, were very strongly considering Jamar Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs. Why? Because he's a stud. Have you watched him play? I know, but there was a toss-up between him and Bijan. Well, and he, yeah, but the Lions were comfortable taking him at six. Isn't that crazy? I'm just saying they could have waited. That's no, all. here's here's my philosophy in the draft. You say that, but you don't know. They got a starter in Gibbs. They got a starter and possible ten year linebacker in in Campbell. They got a starting tight end, potential Pro Bowler in Laporta. They got a back a backup quarterback right now who could have went in the top five that was their maybe best pick. maybe could have went in the top three if things don't work out with Goff, right then they got brian branch who by all accounts was the best safety in the draft yeah i mean i so I, if you towards look at the end, it in total good. they look they look pretty damn good now i get it like it was surprising the way they picked but what i like is what they do is they say these are our guys this is who we're gonna pick we're not going to wait and hope they're still there at another pick. We're going to take them right now. Now, and that's what Brad Holmes has done. And listen, I I agree with you. Like, could they maybe have gotten those guys in a little different order and maybe it worked out? Maybe. 
Yeah, there's a possibility. There's always a percentage chance. But Brad Holmes has been amazing drafting guys. And I'm gonna trust I'm gonna trust that they got a bunch of good dudes that filled some roles. Now, did they get the D line and the the D, the interior D line? No, they drafted a guy, but we'll see. We'll see if that if I, that comes back. I thought to, for sure they were, I thought if they were gonna go at the beginning, they thought like that Van S from yeah. Iowa would have been a good one too. But that would have been sweet if they would have got yeah. well, they would have got him. Him, Campbell, and Campbell Laporta. Laporta. And then also then Riley Moss ended up getting snatched up by, uh, yeah. who was it that took him? Yeah, but they ended up taking two Alabama guys and two Iowa guys. It's Tampa Bay? So we'll see. We'll see. I When you put Jameis, when you put Jameis and Williams out there and Gibbs and Amon Ra and Laporta. Well, what do you think about Swift then going to? I, as soon as they drafted Gibbs, you knew Swift was gone. Oh, I know they said that, but yeah. I'm just saying I think Swift maybe he's still good. He's, he's probably going to very, very. He's going to be good with uh, the Eagles if he can stay healthy. Yeah. That was the big. That was the that was the factor for the Lions. He couldn't I did, stay healthy. I found it really interesting. Though. I, I said, hope he does. I hope the, he does. The Lions taking fantastic. Laporta is a really good indication of what the Lions believe Iowa tight ends know and do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Having them taking Hawkinson and they weren't like burned by him. They just traded it, him, but it's a hundred percent a belief of the, I mean Holmes had a he came on finally on the podium and you know, people were ripping him. Same way kind of you were not ripping him, but like questioning. I, same same way you were. And he came out and went, Look, guys, we have our philosophies. We love all our fans. But your opinion, he basically was like, your opinion does not matter. No, and that's the thing is, I'm, I'm not ripping them in any yeah. way. I just thought everything was just shifted. Yeah. I was like, it seems I just felt way. like they they should have taken a higher type of guy but who was on everybody's list do you, do you and then know, bumped. Do you know what last year the average? Um, yeah, they said everybody that played was in the second round. No, the, a, the average uh, amount of rushing yards in the league was like 129. It was the highest since for like 13 years. So what's happened in the league, and this is what I love about what the Lions did, is what's happened in the league is it's become a passing league. So it's become smaller linebackers, faster, quicker, a smaller but faster defense. Well, how do you how do you combat that? You combat it with a running game, you know, a 205-pound running back they can go. Or a Derrick Henry. Well, or yeah, well, we don't have that, but we have we have David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. We have this other guy who can play That's in the slot, nuts. and He's, we have we have. But then, what? How else do we combat that? We put a two hundred and fifty pound linebacker in the middle of our defense that runs a four six five. That's from Iowa, and he just. I was he, nervous about how are you going to run on him. You just You're remind, not. You reminded me that they got Montgomery, and that was freaky to me. Dude, he's good. Hey, we better hang it up. Let's hang it up. Yeah, you good. You're born good? Born good. I'm on a paradigm loop. Let's, okay. let's end this thing. Speaking of clubs, are they going to be here by